is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and lots to talk about tonight. Uh, There's a certain elephant-in-the-room kind of news story that uh, definitely deserves to be discussed. But we will go to your phone calls first, because Cameron is on the line already in D.C. Cameron, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Hey there. What's on your mind? I got two things. First of all, very quickly, uh, I work for a company down here in Virginia, and uh, we handle audiovisual services for conferences and meetings. Um, and we do a small portion of the audiovisual for the Conservative Political Action Conference, which is held every year in in D.C. And they have a lot of people come out. I went there today to oversee, check out a little bit of a work that we'd done, and I saw a booth, a joint booth for a Free State Project and the Ladies of Liberty Alliance. Cool. So I heard I they had one. In, yeah. I, Talked to him a little bit and read a little bit, and I just, you know, I told him I'd heard about your show, and the one goes, oh, Ian and Mark. I didn't catch his name, but I guess he knew you guys. Great. Well, it's good to so, know the Free State Project is uh, is out there uh, recruiting. So the, the other thing I called about is I read an article in FARC about two hours ago. I'm, I'm driving, so I, I don't have it in front of me, uh, but it was from uh, took place from it was from a website called Boing Boing. It took place in Lower Marion, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Philly. Okay. Um, and a school there, I think it was a high school, it could have been a middle school, they, they issued um, Macintosh laptops to their students. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're familiar with Mac laptops, they have webcams built right into them. Right. Uh, well, it turns out what they didn't really tell anybody was that they'd equipped, them, equipped the computers with a remote program, whereas they could control the webcams from the school. Wow. And this was done, supposedly, in case the laptops got stolen. However, there's a lawsuit <laughs> pending... Um, by a student on behalf of all students because he was punished for uh, he was punished for like bad conduct while at home because they caught him doing something on the webcam while he was at home because someone was using it when it wasn't was using the remote program not because the laptop was stolen but the spot the spy. spy on the kid yeah wow it blows my mind they thought that would be okay to do yeah I had just heard about that story right before you called well, of course it's, it's okay for them to do it they own all those children the, 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 the state is their parent it's just that the so called parents are kind of caretakers yeah. see the state doesn't actually have to uh, you know wash the children and uh, get them to brush their teeth and uh, you know have them eat their vegetables State the state agents don't have to it's go the through any job of that. to do that right right oh, the uh, subcontractors exactly. do that for them yeah. yeah I mean I just I was I mean, I was blown away. And, of course, I mean, it was on FARC, so before anyone, before they had kind of, you know, they kind of investigated these things, before they'd figured out that there was actually originally intended for, you know, quote-unquote security, they were, you know, they were, you know, whoever did this, you know, let's hang them high, you know, this is just but disgusting. I mean, you imagine that, they have it open. I mean, who knows what's going on, you know? Who knows what creepy IT guys back there watching some, you know, 17-year-old girl change with her laptop open because she yeah. doesn't think anyone's looking. That you know? never happens. Oh, no, those bureaucrats would never do anything like yeah. that. No, of course not. And someone on Fork said, turn turn, turn the tables on these guys. What if someone was spying on them using a computer? They'd be livid. They, you know, they'd be out for blood. Yep, absolutely right. Thanks for bringing that up. In fact, it Thank was uh, the I think it was the second story on our website right now. Cameron, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 800-259-9231. <laughs> Boingboing.net is the source of that story. In fact, Cory Doctorow, who we've had on uh, this program in the, uh, the past, was the author. Uh, so, yeah, they, uh, they absolutely have the Lower Marion School District. Issued laptops to high school students in a well-heeled Philly suburb. 
So these are uh, the rich kids, basically. Well, you're not going to get the poor kids' laptops. That have webcams that can be covertly activated by school's administrators. So uh, very interesting. And maybe it's the tip of the iceberg. You know, Maybe uh, this has been going on for a while. Maybe this isn't the only school district that has this software. What's the, what, are the, what are the odds that this is the one school or school district that is doing this? Do you think? I, I, Could they seems... be talking to other people in other school districts about uh, how yep. to keep an eye on the kids after school? I think kids need to put bubble gum on that lens. There you go. Reminds me of the movie Daryl. I bet if you I bet if you knock I bet if you knocked the uh, drivers out too, that'd be a way to do it too. You could like just take the drivers out of the yeah, system. Yeah, I wouldn't entirely. trust that though. I mean, it's and true. I'm a and I'm a computer person, so I would just cover the lens. And you don't have to worry about it. So uh, well, maybe the mic. Yeah, the mic. The mic's really the issue. The the, the problem yeah. is is that these things are like integral into the laptop, and yeah. you know you can. Oh my God! What if one of the kids was cussing or something? I'm sure they do. <laughs> Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. I mean, that would justify monitoring them because they might cuss or something. I'm sure they will. Well, it's always been interesting to see how uh, obsessed some schools can be over how their students uh, behave after school hours. There was an incident when I was going to school over a decade ago um, where there were a couple girls that were at our bus stop that were essentially, well, they were bitchy. I mean, they you know, had an attitude basically. And so a lot of the kids at the bus stop didn't really like them that much. And they basically concocted a story, as I recall. Now they did get picked on to some extent, that is true, but they, you know, they weren't exactly innocent in the, in the, the situation. They concocted a story that basically made them out to be, you know, the innocent two that were being harassed at, you know the bus stop basically, and it just sure who's going to concoct a story where they're the villain, right? <laughs> right, and it just wasn't uh, just wasn't the case. And, and, and so, tell it to the authorities. I mean, they, you may concoct a story where you're the villain, but you won't tell it to the authorities. Right. So I guess you know you could say that well, it was at the bus stop, and that's technically school property or whatever. Somebody could probably try to make that argument, uh, but you know it was, that was my first experience where I found out that huh. This school can reach beyond its actual physical borders to uh, punish people who've done things that essentially have been alleged, and they're alleged to have happened off school campus. That was my first kind of eye-opening situation, like, wow. The, they huh, really do that. They think they can control me outside of school uh, school time. And pretty much... They're right. right. You know, so, I, I recall when I was a patrol in seventh grade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had, had the, the truth comes and out. The, and the yeah. little police-style badge. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Did, you totally like that that bit, Did you totally eat that up, Dale? Did you totally eat that up, Dale? It was funny. I was an alternate patrol at first. I, I was new to the school, mm-hmm. and they had picked patrols the year before, but I was doing and I had really good grades. Was and this so, your first year as a patroller? Had you yeah. Been? Well, they only do it for one year at that time. I see. It was like the seventh graders, basically. But you've never been one in the past? No. Okay. And so I was an alternate patrol, and then somebody moved out, moved away. One of the patrols moved away, and they, I, I took her place. And uh, the, the head patrol uh, was right, who rode my bus as well, like the, the leader of the patrols, the captain, or mm-hmm. I can't remember what the title <laughs> was, um, Told me, like, at, at my bus stop, I, I had a bus stop that I lived in an apartment complex at the time, and it was a busy bus stop with a lot of kids there. And she said that they were misbehaving and running around. And all, this, this is a fellow student, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, upper level, high, uh, upper gradesman in that at that time. Seventh grade was the highest for grammar school. 
they were misbehaving and says, I need to keep them in line. They need to be standing in line until the bus came. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tried it like one That's day and happen. I'm like, no, this is insane. I, yeah. I thought it was insane even at the time, but I was still under this mode of like, well, she's the boss. <clears throat> she you know, I to. better crack down on these kids, you know. Uh, it didn't work. It didn't go. So it didn't go up, for huh? one day. Oh, no. <laughs> and then and the, the cool thing is like the coach at the school who was uh like the the he he organized the patrols he was the t- the teacher in charge of organizing the patrols i believe he was the coach i think i i think i seem to recall he was the coach he might have taught one or two classes as okay. well he 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 laughed at that. He said, "Dale, <laughs> Don, no way that's gonna happen." He said, "Don is is uh, she's you know I can't remember what exactly he said, but the, he, it was silly." He yeah, said that petty tyrant. Yeah. Well, I'm so. I'm wondering if any of our listeners have experienced the uh, the reach of the school system. I mean, what what has your experience been? For me, it's been so long. It's a little the story's a little fuzzy. The details, but I remember very specifically being shocked. That, uh, that the school could essentially reach beyond its physical boundaries and uh, and attempt to control your behavior when you weren't in the school during school hours or even outside of school hours. I always thought that you had to be actually in the school for them to have control over you. Uh, was there ever a moment for you where you experienced a similar uh, thought process? 800-259-9231. You're welcome to tell that story. Coming up, the news of the day is obviously the Austin plane crash. A man has flown himself in a small plane into the side of a building that houses an IRS office. He left himself a six-page uh, note, six-page suicide note. And uh, we'll talk about it coming up here, 800-259-9231. Also, take your calls about whatever might happen to be on your mind. The toll-free number again, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including the various different ways you can listen to the show. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam and listen lines all available for you for free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. If you use a little proxy button below each uh, search result, you can go to the website there without that website tracking you and putting cookies on your machine and all that stuff. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. Okay, 800-259-9231. So uh, sometimes on this program, we feel obligated to talk about certain news stories. Many times when you listen to Free Talk Live, we'll have absolutely no comment and won't even bring up whatever the top story of the day is, because most of the time it's just asinine nonsense about some politician doing something else, or some Hollywood star marrying somebody, or whatever, dying. You know, those, those tend to be the, uh, the lead stories in many cases in news around this country. 
But today, the lead story uh, definitely deserves discussion. It's out of uh, CNN and I'm sure all over the place. This story is from CNN. An Austin, Texas resident with an apparent grudge against the Internal Revenue Service. How could that happen? Set his house on fire Thursday, then crashed a small plane into a building housing an IRS office with nearly 200 employees. Federal authorities identified the pilot of uh, the pilot of the Piper Cherokee PA-28 as Joseph Andrew Stack, aged 53. Two people were injured and one person missing. Local officials said there have been no reported deaths at missing. this time. Missing. A message on a website registered to Stack appears to be a suicide note, which is approximately six pages long. Mm, the uh, manifesto. That's it, always a good sign. It is available over at uh, thesmokinggun.com. Well, I mean, it's. I didn't read the entire thing, uh, but I did read some of it. And Johnson, one of our our graphic gurus and behind the scenes web guys, said he read uh, he read he read it, and he feels like it's something that at one time he might have written. Uh, so I think that there's probably a lot that were we to actually share this on the air, the entirety of it, and it's not worth sharing the entirety of it because it is rambling at some points and and all that. Uh, but it probably would be a lot of uh, we could empathize yeah. with uh, with this guy and how he was feeling because, you know, he was getting screwed over. Here's an excerpt from the CNN story. If you're reading this, you're no doubt asking yourself, why did this have to happen? The simple truth is that it's complicated and has been coming for a long time. In the lengthy rambling passage, the writer rails against the government and particularly the IRS. The building into which the airplane crashed is a federal IRS center with almost 200 employees. More from his letter, he says, I saw it written once that the definition of insanity is repeating the same process over and over and expecting the outcome to suddenly be different. The online message says, I'm finally ready to stop this insanity. Well, Mr. Big Brother IRS man, let's try something different. Take my pound of flesh and sleep well. An IRS spokesbureaucrat said the agency is prohibited by federal law from releasing or talking about any interactions or transactions they've had with Stack. Uh, Two people, both males, were taken to a hospital. One patient was treated and released. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, it's an isolated incident, says the mayor of Austin. I tried to calm any concerns residents could have about the crash and the huge fire, which he said was mostly you know, contained. I was listening to the uh, one of the Republican talkers, and they're saying, this isn't terrorism. This is an isolated, you know, saying it's an isolated incident. But, you know, what, are you telling me one guy can't do terrorism? Um, the, the, the right. guy. Yeah, the, it is. It absolutely right. it is. It absolutely is terrorism. I mean, I mean think about it. He's, it's not he's, terrorism because it's not a white guy. It, it, because it's, it's because a white, it's a white guy. guy. That's what, that's right. really what it was co- coming down to. <laughs> I mean, uh, what Timothy else is McVay, it? Because he's obviously not going to do any serious widespread damage. This is intended to scare the crap out of some. Some government workers and and possibly inspire well, sure other people to do it. I'm sure he's and, intended to kill people. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it would have been more terrorizing had he had he actually killed some people, right? Sure. So you know that that that's the intent, I think. Well, he does say, and this is not from the CNN uh, story, but from the last page of his uh, six-page article, he says, "I know I'm hardly the first one to decide I've had all I can stand. It's always been a myth." that people have stopped dying for their freedom in this country and that it isn't limited to the blacks and poor immigrants. I know there have been countless before me and there are sure to be many after, but I also know that by not adding my body to the count, I will ensure nothing will change. I choose to not keep looking over my shoulder at Big Brother while he strips my carcass. I choose not to ignore what is going on all around me. I choose not to pretend that business as usual won't continue. I've just had enough. 
I can only hope that the numbers quickly get too big to be whitewashed and ignored, that the American zombies wake up and revolt. So, I don't know if he's he's expressly calling for violence, uh, but he certainly is calling for something. Well, what's if you fly your plane into a building, I mean, you know, yes, he's calling for I, violence. I, yeah, I mean, that seems to be what he advocates. He says it will take nothing less. I would only hope that by striking a nerve that stimulates the inevitable double standard knee-jerk government reaction that results in more stupid draconian restrictions, people wake up up and begin to see the pompous political thugs and their mindless minions for what they are. Sadly, though I spent my entire life trying to believe it wasn't so, violence, uh, he says, but violence is, excuse me, but violence not only is the answer, it is the only answer. So you're right, he absolutely is well, uh, advocating you know, that. And, Just and, in case that was fuzzy for us, yeah. he, he clarified. You know, this, I, I I feel for this guy, I can empathize totally with the, with the, what this guy is feeling like, because there's, I'm not too far removed from the moment in time when I felt the same way. That at some point, there's a line, and when that line's crossed, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And it's simple. It's it's a, you know, it, it's a it's a common I, thought process. I totally empathize with him up until his tactics. Right. And, 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 and speaking of tactics, I have a suggestion for anyone whose mind is wandering into this area. If your mind is venturing into this area of, like, my life has been so screwed over by government that I'm ready to go sacrifice myself to, to do something, you know, to try and draw attention to it or to, you know, scare them into behaving better or something like that. If you're ready to sacrifice your life and die right now to accomplish something, what about, what about devoting your life to doing some peaceful activism. Absolutely. At, at that, look, if you're ready to die for this cause, You've got nothing then there's left, nothing then. they can take from you. Yeah. Right. And and that's that, that's really what I was coming to, Dale, is, you know, I felt that way more so when I lived in Sarasota, Florida, and there was really nothing so going I. on for liberty. Um, and to some extent, when I first got here, and it, it began to go away, but now I see, for me, I believe that liberty is going, some level of liberty, some something is happening for liberty here, and I think there's going to be action. I have hope where I didn't have it before. And, you know, that was the big complaint, uh, Ian, you remember, with for Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live hates everybody and hates everything. And it's a, it's a, it's a show about, uh, you know, what's bad with the world. Well, that's, that's what the biggest complaint about the show was for a long time. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like there is hope, and I think um, you know. It, I think it's a shame that this guy felt like the best thing he could do was set his house on fire um, and, and fly a plane into a building and commit yeah. suicide and hurt people. Why what? not pick? Why not sell that house, pick up your stuff, move to New Hampshire, and try for liberty? He didn't know. I was wondering. I wonder. Well, that's possible. How do you know he didn't? I wonder, Come was on. his house going to be confiscated for Nobody some knows. reason? Was Nobody he about knows. to lose his home or something? I, I don't know. There's a lot of There's, detail in this. We talk pages. about the Free State Project okay. on the show all the time, and people call in with the same rhetoric. They know. They, they, they just haven't experienced what it's like. Well, okay, that's true, but most people don't know about the Free State Project. I think if most uh, people that have a, a mindset of uh, wanting more freedom knew about it, we'd probably be at 20,000 members by this point. More coming up. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. What are your thoughts on this? Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. Shrine.freetalklive.com. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rhys-Davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The film includes hours of sword play, instructional videos, as well as behind-the-scenes videos and exclusives. Pick up your copy today and discover our heritage with the sword and historical rights of free men. Visit swordmovie.com for your chance to win one of many real uh, historical uh, swords, replica swords, and lightsabers. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, Ian, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, one of those real swords and a couple of lightsabers ourselves. And if you want to be able to win that, we're going to do it through our updates list. Um, and, you know, at the appointed time, we will send out a, a, a contest that everyone can participate in. So if you want to be part of that, go to updates.freetalklive.com and sign up today. It's just your email address, updates.freetalklive.com. All right. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. The news stories get into the details around that surround the crash, but today... Uh, man, 53-year-old man Joseph Andrew Stack flew his Piper Cher- Cherokee PA-28 into the side of a, an office building in Austin, Texas, where an IRS office is housed. And I wonder if he got the floor right, because the entire building is probably not for uh, for the IRS. So I'm just just curious, how how do you tell what floor you're uh, you're you're flying toward? I don't think that's possible. I mean, it would be very it would seem to be pretty difficult to a little bit uh, of practice. I, yeah, I think I he's going kind of fast and. So, anyway, you don't want to miss that. The more interesting part of the story is, of course, the six-page, uh, the the six-page essay, if you will, the, the suicide note, rambling manifesto. Well, I don't know how rambling it is. I mean, he, if you're writing your death note, I mean, I don't blame somebody for wanting to go six pages explaining their uh, their reasons for yeah. it. Um, and in this case, his story is basically that he's very frustrated by the the system and you know the promise of freedom and the fact that it doesn't actually exist and that the IRS and the government agencies are screwing people over and that he's tried to you know he talks he talks in here about how he's tried to work to reform the system which is what they tell you to do when you don't like uh, hey if you don't like it just change the law that's what they always tell you uh, <laughs> and so he's he talks about how he spent hours and hours and hours I mean thousands of hours if you don't like it just hop over here on this hamster wheel yeah right and as soon as you get up to that window we'll help you so which is why I can understand which is why I can empathize with his frustration I can empathize with the anger and I can empathize with him and his motivations I can but the part that I disagree with is the violence. And it wasn't that long ago, like you, Mark, it wasn't that long ago that on this radio show, I was saying things like, you know, you got to have a line in the sand. You got to have a line in the sand. You know, if the DEA comes and raids another medical marijuana clinic, they should be shot. All kinds of I've said things like that on, on these airwaves. But that was before I had the transition that I've had within the last few years of my life that that began slowly, albeit began when I moved here to New Hampshire, uh, when I got around other like minded, liberty oriented people. And I started to believe that uh, well, I, I, I believed it's still when I was down south, but really it becomes concrete when you're actually here, started to believe that there really is hope again. 
And that made all the difference. It makes all the difference in the world. And then kind of embracing a, a different worldview of, of loving the aggressors rather than hating them because, you know, the hate just eats you up inside and it drives people to do crazy things like this. There's no doubt about that. I mean, just just for what it changes inside you. I mean, in terms of your own <laughs> being at peace in your own life, uh, if you're constantly raging helplessly, because that, that's what look how look how helpless this guy f- sounds yeah. and feels. This guy feels so helpless that he was driven to suicide. And it and what will it accomplish? I mean, his message will, will get out there, and and most people will look at that and go, "This is some crazy guy who blew himself up in a plane." So what is this? What what does this mean? And, and that's sad because there is some truth in there, but uh, he he t- went this route that I think is gonna is really gonna taint it. And um, and so well, he actually acknowledges in this uh, this six page letter that he expects that things will get worse as a result of this. He actually uh, you know says that he expects they'll oh, come that's... out with more restrictions as a result of this, and he hopes. That it is those extra restrictions on freedom that uh, that wakes up the, uh, the I've, zombies. I've heard liberty as he activists talk like that too. Yeah. Not not violent ones, but just basically people saying, "Don't try to fix things and make things. Don't try to alleviate that, yeah. things because you're sl- you're you're at best slowing down the the death of the beast that will happen if." Once people realize how bad it really is, so quit trying to fix things. Right. Little, put, the, pay, quit putting band aids. The idea there. that you have to get to a certain level of tyranny in order to have freedom, and to me that it doesn't hold water because I mean, take a look at North Korea, take a look at the the, the you know around the world. Right. That, but believe me, humans yeah. can handle a heck of a lot more tyranny than I intend to handle. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I am not going to advocate for tyranny for anyone for anything. I want to. Yeah, say, no. I had to clarify. I had to clarify that that that's not my attitude people might have presumed that from me because i was because i don't you know i'm not a fan of political activism and everything and a lot of people say well i'm not for incrementalism and stuff no 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 (laughs) i just don't think it's going to work that's it and and so and so it's not a case of me you know saying i you know i'm not i'm not against alleviating some suffering no uh, but i like what you had to say uh dale about if you're ready to kill yourself (laughs) over the uh the depredations and the violence of the state then that's the time at which you just change your priorities in life to making liberty, achieving liberty, your number one priority. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. this guy doesn't seem to be necessarily liberty-oriented. He ends yeah. with the a com- a comparison between the communist creed and the capitalist, so what he calls the capitalist creed. He appears to be a lefty. Uh, and so what you, you have here you is... You have to look deeper, though, because what we have right now, if someone is criticizing the system we have right now, that is, that is a very... F- that's a very status fascist controlled market. And so so someone who's complaining about corporations as, as they exist now yeah. and, and wealthy people to exploiting poor people, that is happening through the powers of government. And so I think that um, a lot of people, you know, he, he may in fact, his, his sympathies may have been driven in that direction, again, by a very Because he didn't know up. what the other options were. Yeah, it's, it's, and I really, again, you know, I think we realize that it's not a left-right paradigm. Uh, but someone, but someone who's still right. stuck in that mode is going to say, "Oh, all these rich people who are who is controlling these corporations, and the corporations are lobbying government and using violence on their behalf, and 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 it is not." Um, and so it, 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 it's it's easy to shallowly look at that and just say, "Well, he's a lefty." Right, and but, I honestly haven't read the entire thing, and what I did yeah. read most of it. 
I absolutely agreed uh, with what he was saying. It's just that his conclusions are uh, are twisted. It, the conclusion he comes to is that everybody should just go ahead and start enacting violence against the state, as though that's going to uh, you know bring about some sort of significant uh, change that will bring more freedom. He does talk about more freedom and you know freedom from the, uh, the taxation and, and all that. So that's why I can yeah. say I can empathize with the guy. I want to go to the phone calls here. We do have Caroline on the line in Florida. Caroline, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hi. What's on your mind tonight, Caroline? Well, I just wanted to say, my entire life, I was raised a Christian. I'm just a poor girl. My father was a carpenter, and his father before him a carpenter, and so on and so on. And all of these rich elite people are distracting us now because it's time for them to go into their underground holes that they huh? built, like under the Denver airport. What? They have luxury hotels. Okay, and you have bars. evidence of this? I've seen it from Jesse Ventura. He's gone underground and shown it on his programs. So then it's not a secret then, right? You're saying that they Where have... do you think all our money has gone to? Underground holes underneath the Bills Denver them. airport. They have right. under- a lot of more visible things yeah. that our money so has gone to. But... So wait a minute. What you're telling me is that Jesse Ventura went down and toured an he underground hotel? He has gone hotel? down and toured it. Okay, and so are people you living in the hotel right now? No, not that I know of. Huh. And but, so, but people are seeing mounds of dirt suddenly appearing from nowhere. What? Where does dirt come from? When you dig a humongous 300 foot no, wait, under is this the Justin Cull- I have to know what you're talking about here. I'm going to bring you back, Caroline. Hang on, 800-259-9231. Sounds a little unbelievable, but hey, Jesse Ventura's been there, apparently. So is it a big secret if Jesse Ventura has shown it to the nation? That sells it right there. Shown it on television. More coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And so head on over. And peace. <laughs> the ideas of peace, nonviolence. Anyway, go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, get perks too. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We started out, uh, well, we, I mean, we've been talking about this Austin plane crash thing. The guy uh, went off the deep end, decided he was just going to go ahead and uh, burn his house down, crash his plane into the side of an office building that holds an IRS office. And of course, uh, while I can empathize with his uh, with his feelings, I can empathize with the, the anger and the frustration he must have been feeling. 
I cannot agree with his violent tactics. And we can dig into that deeper, but I wanted to get to your phone calls here uh, to see how you felt about this. Of course, you can bring up anything. And Caroline is with us uh, with a, with what is, for me so far, a very confusing call, Caroline. I, I wanted to hang on to you to try to, get, to try to understand what it was that you were getting at here. You started out referencing the Austin plane crash thing, and then somehow we ended up uh, talking about underground hotels for the elite at the Denver airport. Can you give me a little bit more information on what, what it is you're you're alleging They're here? not only at the Denver airport. They are all over Arkansas. Are they also at airports in Arkansas, or are they just... Why would the elite want to live in That's Arkansas? Land. They're where? People, just, there are big areas of land that they have built them under. And you're saying that you're saying that Jesse Ventura... contractors. Wait a minute. Point of information. You're saying that Jesse Ventura, former yes, wrestling superstar... Act- what? He's on TRU TV. He does a series. Yeah, he does a series called Jesse Ventura's Conspiracy Theory, as I understand it. I've never seen an episode he's of it. He's actually gone to the sites of all these places. Wait, okay, okay, but you said he's actually toured inside the hotel? Yes, he did. Okay, so but there's nobody living in the hotel, and you're saying that this hotel is allegedly intended for what? For the elite. Go underground during 2012 when there are solar flares. When we solar have flares. Uh, Nibiru, which is in the Bible, what? called Wormwood, passing by us. What's that, Mark? Have you heard that? You've heard the Bible a lot. What's that? I have no it's idea. Going to change the molecular uh, north and south pole. That does happen. Has happened in, in the history of the Earth. Electrical field. It's very gradual, Earth. though, isn't it? I, I couldn't it's tell you. I, mean, hmm. I don't think it's going to. I have heard us. that that the poles have changed before. But a very long, very very long time ago, and I I was under the impression it was heard an extremely a, slow process. Would make sense, yeah. Have you heard of a physicist called Tesla? Yes, uh-huh. of course. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Tesla invented? The lawnmower. No, he could. You could shoot down. When we were in the Cold War, a bomb coming over could be shot down by a beam. When okay, and what does that have to do with the what Tesla is? Around that long? I mean, presuming right that's true, what what does that have to do with? Uh, the underground hotel allegation. With this because the government bought hats from Tesla. They bought hats. Uh, so well, okay. So let me see. I'm trying my best here, Caroline, to uh, to try to uh, to comprehend what it is that you're you're saying. You're saying there are going to be all kinds of natural disasters in uh, the year 2012, which you mentioned sunspots. Obviously, the elites can't control the sun, right? You don't believe that, do you? They cannot. Okay. The so. Sun as the sun dies, it expands. You believe the sun's going to die in 2012? No. No. It's going to go on for, they say, it can go on for a billion years. But when I, was in second, uh, wait, yeah. I can talk. When so. I was in the second grade and my teacher showed me and talked to me about the solar system and talked about the sun being gas, I asked her, when was the sun going to run out of gas? And she explained to me that it was going to last forever. But as it gets older and it's weakened, there will be big solar flares. It will grow and get in, it will enlarge. So are you going based off of what your second grade teacher told you? I'm going with, by what God tells me with my own common sense. God I can tells figure it out. Gonna, I'm a genius in physics. It's not going to become a red giant for billions a really of long okay, time. Okay, but, but I'm still yeah. trying to put this together. Yeah. So you believe there are going to be solar flares. That's going to cause some problems. Plus, you also believe that man can create of, earthquakes, right? That's with this. That's with um, Planet X coming through that has a part Planet in all X. of that. Planet X. Okay, what is, what is Planet X? I think I've heard of Planet Never X. What, what, what will that have to do with anything? Go ahead. 
it is our binary solar system that Carl Sagan spoke of. Uh-huh. That doesn't really explain anything to me. I mean, I may not be as well-educated as you. System, every solar system has a twin, and they come together and pass through one another. Hmm. And ours passes through with our twin every 26,000 years. Now, what happens it's if the, the two planets... Do, do, is, the do the time p- the Mayan calendar ended. Do the planets actually... Did all the humans die 26,000 years ago? The Mayans disappeared. Did the solar flares just get them? No, it's Planet X. Years ago, Planet X. Mayans didn't disappear twenty six thousand years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's been definitely more recent than that. In this other solar system, there was also a planet that was ice that collided, and they're not sure if it was with the moon or the Earth. (laughs) But water (laughs) fell to the Earth, and that's how water got on the Earth. And that was around the time water of Noah's fell to ark. the earth from uh, the collision of another was, planet. Was this when Noah yeah. had his his boat? That's why God warned him to build the ark, the yellow submarine. Indeed. <laughs> Everything that okay, 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 okay. Now let's get let's Bible. fast forward to the present here, uh, Caroline. You believe that in 2012 there are going to be sunspots or sun flares on the sun that are going to result in uh, something happening, probably bad weather-wise. But you also believe that humans it's can control... It's not going to be so much. It's not going to be so much as bad things. It'll be earthquakes. Sounds bad to me. Wait, I thought Earth. the humans were controlling the earthquakes. Part also. Part also. Excuse you. Okay, so uh, I'm, you can and tell Tesla I'm easily confused. Tesla is the one so, who invented the machine used by Hart. L- right, let's not talk about the, the past the We need some focus here. I want to talk about what's hap- what you're alleging is going to uh, to occur. So you're talking about natural disasters. Uh, the natural. elites are going to run to ho- to hotels that are being built underground. I'm not sure. Yeah, if it, I guess built at airports so they can fly in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and so the elites right now can... is probably a disaster. Action because they have already robbed the money from all the countries and banks and big businesses what to are, build them. If the elites now can they go, just need to secretly get to them without being noticed. If the elites can go anywhere, why would they go to Arkansas? Why would they go to Arkansas? Yeah. Think about the earth. It has cracks and fault lines in it. Mm-hmm. They want to be where it's safe. Safe. It's no Arkansas is safe. So, uh, so now, why would they let Jesse Ventura in? I mean, isn't that going to kind of let people in on their plans? Jesse Ventura visited this one place, and the Denver airport um, security came and stopped him. Wait, and I thought he, he got a tour. Ma- he managed to get a picture, a shot of down what and showed what it looked like downstairs. What What did you and see? Because you you had said he had a tour. You did you lie to me large, earlier, Caroline? There were there were clubs and spas and there was a how did he how did he see pool. all that from a picture where was he taking the picture from? They had taken him down to see it. Well, well wait, why would they what, stop him? We're back to what Ian said initially. Why is he getting a tour when they're trying to keep this all secret? Your guess is as good as mine. I thought yeah. you said they stopped him from going down and he well, managed it, to take a picture. They then tried you said to. again. They tried to stop him, but they couldn't because he suplexed them. I mean, what? what? You well, you can't stop over. Jesse Ventura. If, if Come on. The, he took out his feathered boa and wrapped it around the their neck. I mean, what? Airport. If you go to the Denver airport, there is a large mural of children and women on the ground and fire falling from the sky, and all the animals and people are being destroyed. <laughs> what? 
Uh, really? I don't know yeah. what to believe about, about what you're saying that, here. That you're may just, very well be true, kind of but they, the have, they have figures of gargoyles all over the place. That's kind of spooky. If what They're you're saying really... is true, that's spooky. But I don't know if I believe you, Caroline, because you said that they. Well, then go to the Denver airport. How did he convince them? How did he convince them to give him a tour of this underground secret hotel for the elites? I don't know, but I'd like so, to be a part of his group. So wait a minute. So they let him tour it, but they didn't bring cameras down. Is that the idea? Yes, they did. So why did you say they took a picture? They took a motion picture of him. Oh, going now it's down. a motion picture. Who uses the terms well, motion picture You guys anymore? are running your mouth so that I can't even talk. You've been but on the entire you, segment, Caroline. You're rambling all over the well, place. I'm We're trying sorry. to get you to focus on something. and just let you guys deal with it when it comes. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. What are you, what's your plan, Caroline? She's going to hang I up. have been chosen by God, and I am going to stand out and not run and hide because God is not going to come after me because I have no fear because of my belief in him. Aren't Therefore, you worried about the earthquakes? I don't earthquakes? have to run and hide. So, earthquakes? So you're I've not going to... earthquakes. I bought a house in California, and I had a geologist pick out the right spot for me where my house wouldn't go well, down. sounds like you'll be A-OK then. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything, really. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is coming up. Wait. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. <clears throat> and Excuse me, Mark, Mark, who's eating right before he goes on the air. Anyway. I wasn't eating right before I came on the air. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, That's okay. No, I Sometimes. was, and I actually processed it sufficiently. <laughs> so, All right. Hey, uh, we're kicking here into hour number two. You can bring up anything. Of course, uh, big news today is the guy that lost it, 53-year-old man, flew his plane inside uh, into the side of a building in Austin, Texas, because he was pretty frustrated with uh, the lack of freedom and the uh, the oppression in this country, and he gave up he didn't feel like there was anything else that uh, that he could do to uh, to make things better so he decided to uh, to go out in a ball of flame and try to hurt people and i think that uh, it's the completely wrong way to approach things i'd like to come back around to that discussion again here but I want to continue taking your phone calls about what you want because there is hope out there and if you want to achieve a more free world the the route there the path is not violence it's not going to get you there. 
But let's continue with your phone calls here and talk to Frank in Ohio, listening to WCER. Hello, Frank. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I I trust Caroline more than I trust uh, our Congress. (laughs) (laughs) She's on the mark, and that was Jesse Ventura, ex-governor of Minnesota, gentlemen. Right. And yep. uh, I'm, I'm sorry you missed out on his True TV adventures, and uh, I hope you get caught up to that. That's really good stuff, and that's reality. But uh, well, it's a TV show. <laughs> well, he gives Designed you more, to get ratings. He gives you more truth than the government. I'll put it that way. Anyhow, uh, you know, I feel really bad for this guy that did that. That snapped. I would think just logically, even if he didn't have enough faith, uh, whether it be Christian or Protestant or Jewish or something, if he didn't have enough faith in Jesus Christ, uh, that he would have at least been had access to sit down and smoke a joint or two and give his mind a little time from the stress. You know, if, if it wasn't illegal, he, he might have not done that. You know, if he'd have been able to do that, you know, he he might have gave himself a little bit time to change his mind about his actions, see, and that might have prevented him snapping and going off the deep end. And, so you're and saying a little bit might of, have, little it might bit have of helped. It might have helped him manage some stress. It and... might have helped. Now you know, uh, so it, it it might have gave his mind enough time to from all the stress, the emotional stress to sit down and relax and rethink his thoughts and get him in a little more in, in uh, priority of consequences of his actions instead of being stressed out and snapping emotionally and gotcha. mentally and spiritually like that. So I think a little weed can do a lot of good things, that's for sure. I'll agree with you on that one. I think we'd, have a, we'd be a, in a more peaceful world if more people were smoking it. Well, it gives time people time that are ready to snap and, and, and cave in. It gives people a little more time to rethink their thoughts, you know, think it through, you know. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Gilberto in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, this week I went to uh, go see my accountant, and uh, the IRS was there checking out uh, some people oh, that, uh, that she uh, works for. And uh, she told me that there's a big increase in uh, the IRS looking into um, – People's uh, uh, refunds or whatever they, whatever they call the 1040s, and uh, and I kind of was uh, talking to her, and I and, and you know I, I've been coming to this conclusion. I was a big capitalist about uh, just a year ago because I have uh, four or five businesses. I'm, I'm I'm working on my fifth one right now, uh, but I, you know there's so much bureaucracy, so much so many taxes. There's so many hurdles to go over, and you look at these big uh, t- top one percent uh, establishment people, and they they pretty much. Uh, you know, when they mess up, they go to the casino. They 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 get bailed out, and they put their money in a in a offshore, and a, and a, they don't have to pay taxes on it. And I'm thinking, you know what? Um, the same people, isn't it true that the same people that uh, uh, that took over uh, communism, socialism, and made it into communism, and funneled the money to the top, to the to, and it really wasn't a socialism for the people, a share the wealth system. It was a, 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 a everybody works. You, you funnel the money to the people at the top. And the big uh, bankers and the international finance financier, they, they, they get rich off of indebting Russia. Well, that's, I mean, socialism isn't for the people. Socialism is for the people in power. Right, but so is this capitalism. This mono, monopoly capitalism has turned for people that, I mean, 95% of the wealth 
one uh, percent more more wealth than ninety five percent of the bottom half uh, of the people. One uh, percent yeah. has more money than them, and it's the same people, and the same aristocrats that yeah, took they got over socialism. They, yeah, they got it through violent means too. I mean, it's not uh, it's not the the notion of the free market that most people think of as being the you know which, which would be a good thing. It's really this very screwed up corporate capitalist and and uh, government capitalist. System that's, right. The, that's the, the word violent. capitalism has been uh, besmirched. Co-opted. Yeah, it's been co-opted, and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't mean what it is supposed to mean anymore. But that's so it's, you know, it's kind of a common story with a lot of words out there that don't mean today what they used to originally mean. I mean, I'm a capitalist. I have capital. I've invested it. I am making a return on my investment. Now, I use my profits to uh, advance my uh, my liberty activism and that sort of thing. I reinvest the profits, but I mean, th- technically, that's what I do is is capitalism, but I'm not somebody who, you know, is exploiting people like uh, a lot of people always term use the term capitalism in conjunction with words like exploitation and, you know, taking advantage of uh, the little guy and, and that kind of thing. Uh, in, true right. free, in a true free market, you can't sell a product or service for very long without satisfying people. If you sell a subpar uh, product for too much money, uh, people are going to stop buying it. If you sell a service that's no good, word's going to get around that people shouldn't be using you for that service. So uh, without the government around for these corporations to essentially use the, the the power and the force of the state to protect themselves with and to prevent other upstarts from coming into the marketplace and competing with them, then that's why we have this sort of oligarchical uh, world where you know it's this very uh, restricted marketplace. It's nothing like uh, the the free market and it's not real capitalism but it's been labeled that so you know that's what we have to accept i suppose what do you think about the notion that uh that capitalism is failing for the same reason socialism failed we need a utopian society i mean that in order for it to work uh and uh and 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 the people in power are just going to make it work for them no matter whether it's socialism i'm scared i i i hate to continued discussion without being clear on what we're talking about because the word means so many different things right. to so many different people a lot of people co-opt words and pervert them for their own purposes and so when you say capitalism failing i mean i have to know what you mean by capitalism if you're talking about the market that we have in america and most right. of the world it is absolutely screwed up there's no doubt about right. it but if you're talking about like people being free to buy and sell and trade amongst themselves freely uh, without interference from you know, without violence, with totally on, only on a consensual basis, I don't even know if I'd call that capitalism. Some and people would. I would love that. Some people I would, would love that, but that would only work in a utopian society, wouldn't it? No, oh no, no. Well, I, no. Isn't I mean, that what that's, general, generally happens? <laughs> but that's not what we have. Is the whole point? We don't. We don't. We aren't capable of free. And you should be able to just start up a little business out of your house and do it. You shouldn't be under all these think? restrictions and things that are that have been put there. A lot of them by the bigwigs to keep you out, so that you they won't have mm-hmm. to compete with you. And then they don't have to be they don't have to be competitive anymore. And they can monopolize enormous uh, um, entire industries and things because they can hedge people out that might come in and do a good job on their own. I mean, if you just try, I mean, anyone who's ever tried to just start a business will know what I'm talking about. It, I mean, the the, uh, the 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 barriers in your way are, are um, uh, overwhelming. And they're government I, barriers that have been lo- a lot of those lobbied for by the by businesses that are already successful and don't want to compete with with people like that. Why don't we just start a system that whoever works harder should make more money? But that doesn't mean that once you get a lot of money, you could you should you can monopolize the system 
Why would, why, why would working harder be more valuable? I can go and work very hard by uh, shoveling dirt out in front of my house. And, right, or smarter, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But you're, no, you're right. Um, the problem is right now is that you can buy violence. When you have a lot of money, you can lobby the government to get laws passed in your favor. Guns will then uh, go – the guns will be on your side. They'll go out and enforce the laws that are going to exactly. keep your competitors out of business. It's the violence that corrupts it. What, what you don't it's need is a system, Hilberto, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The system is the problem. The system gives people that access to the guns of the state. And in the absence of that, then, well, in order to succeed, you have to satisfy your customers. End of story. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Uh, because drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Uh, because it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Uh, because it'll make boys grow boobs. Uh, because it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Whether you want to comment on the Austin plane crash situation or bring up absolutely anything, you're welcome to do so. Toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI is 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. We invite you to our website over there. We've got uh, different ways for you to keep in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live. You can go to news freetalklive.com to uh, see the different options. There's the, the email updates list. There's our Facebook fan page. There's also the Twitter option. And they're all listed for you and linked to over at news.freetalklive.com. The Libertarian Party is at a crossroads. Will it choose the path of political expedience and become the minor league for the conservatives? Or will it return to the practical and effective mission of driving the libertarian philosophy into the public consciousness? The question will be answered at the St. Louis Convention. The rally begins at TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. All right, 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, uh, let's go to Greg listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Greg. Greg, you're on the air. Greg? He's not talking to us. Goodbye, Greg. Let's talk instead to Jeremy in B.C. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to bring up a, an odd thought I had about secession, a hypothetical. Uh, sure. If, if hypothetically speaking, New Hampshire were to secede from the federal United States and a property owner on the border with Canada sought to seek his, uh, to sell his property to a Canadian citizen, could that Canadian citizen then claim, you know, purchase that property and then claim it to be subject to the government of Canada and its laws? I don't know. Why not? You would think that that would be a reasonable thing to, obviously, I'm sure you wouldn't advocate preventing it. You'd say that that should be something that could happen then? I mean, gosh, well, if somebody wants to buy a I piece think of... The, I think that you you might... Do you have a radio on? No, it's, you know. it's just some phone okay. echo. Well, um, I think that you're, what you're going to have here is... Uh, is a, The problem here is, is you know, it's, 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 prob- it's fine as long as he's living on the property... Whoever whoever else is living there, I don't think that like someone else living there, they're not, you know, he's he's choosing to be underneath the government of Canada. 
which is fine. You're saying he can't make that but choice someone for else, someone else. Someone else, you know, who buys his property, it, it, you know, wouldn't apply to them. Okay, so you're saying that this isn't something that would affect the property? No, I don't think... The, the government of Canada couldn't claim some to maintain some authority over that property if it were sold again in future. I don't think I don't believe in the authority of Canada. Period. So no, it's, no. it's 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 a it's so it's a weird question for me. Some I, I do. These, it's a weird context to discuss for me because I have to sort of uh, play play devil's advocate in a weird kind of okay. If I were a statist, how would I treat this? When, but I'm not a statist, so. Right. So what I'm hearing you say, Dale, is that if this guy were to buy a piece of property from someone in New Hampshire and then decide he wanted to cede his uh, control of it over to the Canadian government, after that point, that uh, you believe that if somebody else bought that property in New Hampshire, they could essentially be out from well, under the Canadian not, government's thumb? They they ought to be, certainly. But yeah. I, I, I mean, mean the I Canadian guess, government's going to do what they're going to do, right? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, they they can they you know anyone can. I mean, all a state is is someone claiming authority over something, it's and, an they, and it's a really screwed up justification process for, uh, for you know, they they have rituals, they have they write things on pieces of paper, they try to make it all sound very fancy, but ultimately it's just a justification for violence, and yeah, yeah so so maybe Canada will claim what well, this guy said, you know, he's he decreed it part of the Can- uh, Canadian province, and uh, we're you know we're going to maintain authority over it and. You know, maybe someone will or will not want to buy it because of that. But and the whole problem with that, I think, is the fact that the so the sort of idea of like authority being attached to a region in a sort of arbitrary manner. Now, if Canada actually owns the property, which is you know, and what is Canada? I don't know. I mean, it's a but, municipal um, corporation or whatever. I guess is it a municipal corporation at the level of the federal government? What is I it called? Then? Something like that. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always thought it's municipal some kind meant, of corporation. Yeah, I always thought municipal it, meant city. But as soon as statism, yeah. when statism gets into the picture, you really can't come up with a consistent, logical, rational yeah. way to approach these things. I mean, that's the problem with statism. Right. So. The, the question just becomes, what will the men with guns do? Yeah, what are they going to justify doing? And then, and they have a lot of power. So, what can you do about it? Go ahead, Jeremy. If New Hampshire were to secede, it would be in an environment where there are still other states that might try to claim some portion thereof. Likely true. I mean, yeah, how, could, how could that not be true? And I can picture, you know, to take it further, imagine someone, a citizen of Mexico, buying property in Keene and claiming it to be part of Mexico now and subject to the Mexican government. Why someone would want to do something why, like that, I why, just don't understand. I, I, I got it, but I mean, you know, why is property attached to government? It used to be that uh, religion was attached to uh, you know, ge- geography at one point. And still, honestly, in some places in the world, you will die if you don't have the right religion on the right piece of land. Um, but, you know, like I think that at some point we are going to move – we as humankind are going to move beyond the idea of attaching governing bodies to land. Um you know, I think that I think that there will always be organizations that are, are there to you know temper behavior in some manner or another, but um, I, I don't see why they have to be attached to, to geography, especially in this world where people communicate over IM half a globe away. Well, I think what he's addressing, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what you're addressing is the notion that New Hampshire at the moment is being protected from transgressions like that by the American by the United States mm-hmm. government. And that is that is something that comes up that, that's a that's a frequently asked question under the notion of secession that that you know Vermont's secessionist movement has has addressed such things and um and you know and and there's there's a lot of different approaches to why they're not a lot of different reasons why they're not as concerned about that as they are about being underneath the federal government. 
So it's like you're giving up what is you're giving up some protection, but no, you're not by leaving well, the feds. Well, <laughs> no, you're not. Well, I think what the point is, I mean, but what he's talking about, perhaps it's like, okay, well, I might get a different tyrant instead of this tyrant. I know what you know, this tyrant theory, do generally. What kind of but, person but, though, uh, would buy but, but would do this? But the point is that that, that the risk, uh, that the alternate risk, is substantially lower for a number of reasons than staying underneath the United States federal government. Imagine, you know, one step further, perhaps if the Canadian government itself uh, tried to purchase someone's property within the new free state of New Hampshire. Obviously, they would have some motivation to increase uh, land and territory. Uh, Okay, so whatever. I mean, if that's what somebody wants to do with their property is sell it to the government, okay, what are we supposed to do about that? Well, it's just just an interesting thought, and of course, to, you know, how much it would matter would probably depend on how much the surrounding people were even going to respect any claim of authority. Well, no, I just okay, but why would anybody much. else have to respect it? If you want to go and buy a house and say this is now the property of the Mexican government, and you're surrounded <laughs> Can't by people, why you would do that? You're right, yeah. and you're surrounded. You're you're buying that home in a community where people or business or whatever you're buying. You're buying that community uh, in a community wherein people have decided that they wanted to leave the U.S. federal government. People are going to be looking at you like, what are you thinking? Well, exactly. and not only that, but what's the motivation for doing that? I mean, because you know you you can paint these really unlikely horror scenarios. Um, you, you can paint a lot of them. You can you let your imagination run wild, and, they, and there's there's it's sort of unlikely in the sense of like, what's the motive to do that? But also, apparently to pay taxes but, to Mexico. But the, but the <laughs> thing is that but the alternative is a is a lot of really obvious horror stories from staying underneath the federal government. Yeah, like the millions of people that uh, the governments kill around the world. Thank it's you like for staying the call. on the Titanic because you might get attacked is. by sharks otherwise. You know. Thanks, Jeremy. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force-FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can get .anything over there, as a matter of fact. You can create your very own website with their free website builder uh, tools and templates. It doesn't matter if it's a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. Use coupon code FTL, as in Free Talk Live, to sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Don't use code FTL. You don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here with your phone calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Oh, Gene, are you with us? Gene going once. Gene going twice. Let me make sure everything's working here. Yeah, everything's working. Gene, going thrice. All right, maybe he'll call back. Oh, there he was. Oh, there he was. Gene, Gene, oh! <laughs> and he's gone. 
He'll call back. 800-259-9231. So I've been looking here. We had this call last hour uh, by this lady who sound, sounded a little crazy. <laughs> a little? Um, <laughs> she was calling in to ramble on about uh, the sunspots, uh, the Nikola, Nikola Tesla creating some sort of device that could cause earthquakes, uh, the year 2012, the allegation that there's some kind of luxury hotel for the elite being built underneath uh, Denver International Airport and also in Arkansas. You know, she could have picked just one conspiracy theory. Yeah, and I was focused on that. It, it, it might have sounded, uh, I don't know, might have gotten somewhere. Less crazy. But she was just scattered all over the place, and she'd yeah. start talking about one thing, and then talk about something else, and then change subjects again in the mid-sentence. And, and she changed her story yeah. in the midst of the call yes. as well, uh, saying that she saw this television show with Jesse Ventura where he went on, the t- on a tour of... Uh, the underground luxury hotel for the elite. Then later she said that they didn't let him in, that the, he just got a picture uh, into the hotel. Later she said that the picture was, was a motion picture. Was a motion picture and that they did indeed let him tour it. Well, that's now, because you expressed reasonable skepticism about a conspiracy theory that right. that's being displayed on the television, on you know, on cable net, on cable networks. Well, if it's on know. Jesse uh, Jesse Ventura's show, then it must be true, right? Uh, the, I'm looking here at the description of uh, the Jesse Ventura episode that she was uh, talking about. It's called Apocalypse 2012, and the description goes in to say here that uh, they they allege that they're. Let me let me just read you the the way they they put this because, in a way, it's. And again, I haven't seen the show, and now I might have to just go and watch it just to get some idea of what it was this woman was interpreting, just so I can relate this back to you on uh, on the air. But just let me read this description here. Wasn't there supposed to be a doomsday on January 1st, 2000? Well, most of us are still here. And a lot of people who wrote books and sold fear-based Y2K products were made richer as a result of their fear-mongering. The former pro wrestler and governor visited a missile silo remodeling project in Kansas. These silos are being turned into condos for people who can afford them and who are worried about the world coming to an end as we know it in a couple of years. These projects can withstand above-ground water submersion and extreme heat temporarily. So it's obvious that the construction industry has found a way to make a buck off of Apocalypse 2012, too. I've actually uh, I've actually heard of some people investigating those just as a private property purchase, just because it's a cool place to live. I mean, not as protection from nuclear, you know, or whatever, uh, flares. Or, no, they're not even saying you know. it would protect you from that. Uh, yeah. Jesse Ventura di- visited Denver International Airport, touring with conspiracy theorist Jay Weedner. This massive project allegedly contains underground protection for the elite and a secret 120-mile tunnel and rail connection to the heavily guarded Cheyenne Mountain, which is full of bunkers. The theory helps explain to conspiracy theorists the reason why the DIA airport project was way over budget. And that's just the first clue to me that what this is, what it seems to me like is just depending on whatever your perspective is and your paradigm is, that you're going to see what you want in this show, right? Like the conspiracy theorists are seeing all of these allegations and them investigating them and uh, getting all spooked out about some of the things that they're finding. And I look at a statement like that and I say, well, of course it's over budget. It's a government project. There's, there doesn't need to be a conspiracy to explain this. Somebody right. <laughs> somebody got a, a construction deal from the state of uh, Colorado. What did they the build under the big dig is what I, I want to know. I, I mean, want to know what's up if it's not over budget. I'm like, what the heck yeah. is going on there? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> There's where the conspiracy theory in, enters in. Yeah. So uh, what were the luggage sorting system failures before the airport's first scheduled opening a smokescreen to buy time for covert building? I mean, is... 
they're asking that question presumably because the conspiracy theorists believe this, right? I mean, that's that's what they're investigating. So is Jesse Ventura pandering here? Is he uh, doing a show that in, in some subtle way is mocking conspiracy theorists but also pandering to them at the same time to ensure that they'll all watch and consume his show and, you know, hopefully visit the advertisers? I just I'm curious as to, has has anyone seen this show and what are the, what are your comments on it at 800-259-9231? Yeah, my thought is I've seen these like ghost busting shows that are, that are on sci-fi and this is what right. bugs me about the ghost the ghost shows on sci-fi. Okay, sci-fi is science fiction and these mm-hmm. are claiming to be reality type shows, right? They're claiming these ghosts really exist. And the problem with that is okay, if they really exist and I don't believe they do then it's not science fiction. <laughs> it's just science. science. Fact. Yeah, it shouldn't be, doesn't belong on sci-fi. Uh, and and so it's, you know, and so, uh, and, and if it's, you know, so it, there's no reason for that show to be on there anyway. But they, but they, they sensationalize. Of course they do. I mean, they're selling, they're trying to, they're trying right. to be scary and everything. I wish they would just make a movie about ghosts and just have fun with it instead of trying to make it seem like it's real. Well, there are plenty of movies about ghosts. I mean, Ghost Dad, Ghost... Yeah, I'm all uh, for it. I'm all for it. Do, do fiction. Do fiction to entertain people. Don't try and... Don't try and sensationalize a bunch of crap that isn't there to, to entertain Well, speaking people. of sensationalizing, I mean, essentially, they're, here are some of the other questions they ask to try to tantalize people to watch the episode, right? So listen to this. You, do, you want to talk about absurd, an absurd belief. What really happens to the full shampoo bottles, full peanut butter jars, and the like that's confiscated at the Denver, Denver International Airport screening lines? <laughs> are they Does kept the- for surplus supplies for Apocalypse 2012? The world elite want your peanut butter. Because yeah. the world elite can't afford to buy their own <laughs> they, supplies? They, they can't buy, like, an entire stock of peanut butter and have it on hand, you know. Like, you know, if, they're they're building, buy- if they're building these uh, these elitist apartments underground, yeah. the the, sto- the food, especially the the crap you buy, you know, the dollar store VO5 hair yeah, shampoo. No, I don't know... I- you know, I'm actually looking at this here. This is a story from... They wouldn't be caught dead. This is a story from Associated Content, and I'm not positive. This apparently isn't a promo piece for the show, so I'm not sure if all of these things are addressed in the show, uh, because the guy that's writing it says, these are questions I would now pose. But nonetheless, uh, Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura showed other interesting aspects of DIA that raise questions. Why is there a Freemason symbol, as well as the words New World Airport Commission, on the building plaque? Why is there a mural in plain sight of passengers in plain sight of passengers that signifies the end of the world via a solar flare at Denver International Airport? So I saw this because the caller earlier, the very confusing uh, conspiracy lady, was talking about these murals because she'd seen them allegedly on the, the Jesse Ventura show. So I thought to myself, all right, I want to see what this mural looks like. I mean, clearly it exists, right? I mean, they, she says she saw it on TV. This article says that they talked about these more. They showed this mural on television, so it must exist. So I went and I looked uh, around the Internet to find pictures of these uh, murals. And there is a Flickr account out there that has several uh, photos of different murals at the Denver International Airport. I don't see anything about a solar flare anywhere in these photos. Now, maybe well, they just Do you excluded. need any more proof than that? Again, Maybe they people see what they want to see. They probably saw something with fire. There was it. a fire. There is a fire in one of them. Uh, one of the photos involves, or one of the uh, 
uh, murals involves fire in a forest in the background, and the foreground of the uh, the picture, the, the 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 mural involves animals, like extinct animals, and it's kind of a you know we're destroying the environment sort of theme. There's another one that's kind of creepy uh, that has like this militaristic looking guy with a saber and he's piercing a dove, and it's kind of spooky and creepy and very violent. And, and there's a poem that uh, that is there, and I'll just read the poem here. I was once a little child who longed for other worlds, but I'm no more a child, for I have known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic, then, is youth which lives with enemies, with gallows, ropes. Yet, I still believe I only sleep today, that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. That's the that's the uh, the poem that is oh, attached nice to the, the creepy uh, the creepy mural. But I don't see anything about a, a solar flare destroying the world. Did I miss it? Maybe you could email me that picture. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation. It's crumbling National Health Service. It's disintegrating government schools and the political parasites, leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. Take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free via the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Dale, of course, joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. Head on over there. Enjoy Dale's cartoon artistry. He's got... Uh, what, a couple hundred of uh, different cartoons Close over there? To that, I think. Many of them with very liberty-oriented themes and concepts. And it's all free for you over at anarchyinyourhead.com. Plus, we continue here with your phone calls. That is the point of this program. Uh, let's talk about, or talk to Joe, rather, in Connecticut to start things out here. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Joe in Connecticut, going once. Oh, sorry. It, hey, it took a second to, to connect. That's all right. Uh, how are you guys you doing? Are. Go ahead. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you about the uh, 2012 thing. Um, I was brought up Catholic, and uh, so my entire childhood was, this, this kind of doesn't feel right. I, gotta, I want to find out a little more. So I've, I've been very much interested in, uh, uh, you know, 2012 and so many different things, more, as, uh, more just to kind of understand it than to get all freaked out and scare people with it. Okay. But um, a lot of the 2012 um, theories come from the Mayan calendar. And the interesting thing about the Mayan calendar is it just stops on a day. It's not like there's a note that says, oh, by the way, on this day, the whole world's going to come to an end. Actually, so yeah. I think people are taking a lot of creative license with that. And it's a cycle, too. Uh, this is the, the, I, I can't remember the exact term of years, but it's many years. The, the, the Mayan calendar is actually a more complete calendar that incorporates um, many years into it. And then it repeats, just like our calendar does. You know, right. and so the the notion, and it has repeated before. It's not the first time. So so it's really absurd to think that it means the end of the world because they, 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 it's actually <laughs> older than the cycle that's on there, and uh, and it repeats just like ours, but it covers a period of like hundreds of years. That's my understanding. Exactly. I and, think over uh, a thousand years actually, but it's a repeating calendar. Right. It's like kind of like the Hopi Indians, where they believe that the er, er, the world has been created and destroyed five times. Yeah. And it just continues to cycle. 
not that. Well, I, I think it's actually, uh, I think, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say too much here because I don't want to sound like I know more than I do. But I heard some, I heard some, some interesting, I thought I heard something interesting like that it's actually a pretty accurate calendar in terms of the cycles of uh, the sun and the earth and, and all that. And so it's, and so it covers, you know, like, like we have leap years and things like that. Apparently, I think their, their calendar incorporates stuff like that. So the Mayans were actually really advanced for their time in a lot of areas. And so in that sense, it's it's a more complete cycle, which is why it's so much longer. And, and, right, and well, that's, that's the way I understand it. It's just repeat. It's just a repeating cycle, but it's a very big cycle. Right. I saw something on history. They said something like it's it's accurate to within one ten thousandth of a, of a day or something. That's much more accurate than our calendar is. But the other thing was also um, this supposedly... Um, according to what, like, I guess NASA is saying something about this, where uh, on December 21st, 2012, the sun is going to be in the direct galactic center of the Milky Way, and supposedly there's some kind of black hole, and there's supposed to be some weird alignment, but this happens every 26,000 years. Mm-hmm. So my question to these people that think the world's going to end is, if it happens every 26,000 years, why are we still here? Well, they they well, can't answer it, right? I mean, because the, the hallmark of a conspiracy theorist is they have a little bit of information. Some of it might be true. Just enough to be dangerous. And then they they fill in the rest of it with conjecture. And then they treat right. it as though it's actually, uh, you know, the, the case. And if you question it, you're an idiot. Yeah. If you question or it, they part won't, of the they conspiracy. Won't, they won't tell you the answer. They'll say, well, you just need – you'll understand if you just go do uh, hours and research. hours of research. Right. Go do hours and hours of research on this totally absurd thing that I'm like – um, obsessed with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because well, right, I'm because bored. if you were to do that, then you'd validate their belief system. <laughs> Anything else you want to share tonight? Oh uh, no, that's it. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from you, Joe. Let's talk to Justin, listening in Pennsylvania. Justin, you are on Free Talk hey, Live. Guys. Hello. I saw Ventura show a few weeks ago when they were new on the air. Mm-hmm. I watched. I think it's like six of them in total. Did you the see the Apocalypse season. one? I saw all of them. Yeah. Okay. They were. I get headaches easy when there's a lot of noise, and they gave me headaches. <laughs> really? What? When you they're, say noise, what do you mean? They're very like. They're very media busy. Everything that comes out of someone's mouth in those shows has like this drama music behind it. <laughs> yeah, I can it's imagine. It's ridiculous. It's, it's being sensationalized for ratings. And oh to my get god! People, I wish the ghost stories are the, the same way. Of sensationalizing it during the whole 45 freaking minutes. <laughs> You wish he would have gotten what? I'm sorry, I missed that part. I wish he would have just gotten to the point of what uh, he, they were trying to get at rather than what sensationalize did, what it did and the try to turn see? into this big cloak and dagger thing. You, you saw these, and you heard Caroline's description earlier. I presume you were listening in the first hour. Yeah. Uh, you heard Caroline's description of she claims that they toured the underground hotel for the elites that was being built allegedly underneath the Denver International Airport, then claimed that they had just got a picture, but then claimed she meant motion picture, uh, that they weren't allowed in, but that they were allowed in. So what actually happened? Yeah, she was very confused. I had to bang my head against the table to even understand what she was trying to say. What happened was, like, there's supposedly these this huge swath of land on uh, on top on the you know underneath the, that airport that she mentioned, and they he never saw any of that. But what he did go see was the airport itself. He went into the airport. He took video of the mural that she mentioned. What about and, the spa? You know, some the of the pool. cops or wait, wait, what the security about... guards came up and were like, "Why are you here with cameras?" Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Of course, they dramatized that. And but the thing that he got video of was the outskirts of the airport, where there was all this construction going on. There was like weird tunnel 
support struts and all this stuff. And they're like, you know, what's this for? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sounds really and, cheesy. Yeah, it was cheesy. And you really had to. Like anybody that works construction will say like, well, yeah, we use that for support. And then, you know, the, the, we see yeah. these all the time. Uh, and, and the thing that he, she was trying to get at was like the, under, the actual underground bunker. And it was kind of cool is they took old um, nuclear silos for, miss, for those gigantic missiles and they were and they're actually turning those into multi tiered um you know if you got the money you can live in these things right that's what the that's what this uh that we were reading there and I, so do you think she confused the silo segment of the uh oh yeah yeah the, yeah there are so, two different segments and her brain like merged them together uh, and it so, just kind of threw up on the phone <laughs> <laughs> So, so well yeah. done. I am I mean, so glad you called cool. with there an ex- like with a coherent really explanation of what actually transpired. Thank you. Yeah, for that. I mean, it's, if if you can sit through it, if you can get by all the, you I mean you might think it's you probably get a laugh out of the whole thing. Oh, I, I expect I would. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's even a few episodes where like one of his sources, and I just slapped my forehead when I saw this. One of his sources was like this auspicious meeting with Alex Jones. And because I know who Alex is and I listen to him, I'm like, oh, for Rick's sake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it was, I mean, do you think, you're he, like do you a think it's point of information? to some of those conspiracy theories, it'll definitely make you go, huh, that's weird. Do, do you and, feel like this, for, that, that Jesse Ventura, do you feel like Jesse Ventura is a believer, like a, a true uh, conspiracy <sighs> Theory crackpot I'd, believer, or if he, is he just pandering uh, to you know to, to that particular audience? I think it's a little bit of both. I I can't I don't get the feeling from him from hearing his interviews with Alex and you know from seeing the show and hearing other interviews outside of you know Alex's show. I don't get the feeling that he's trying to be facetious or mean or anything. Mm-hmm. But he definitely is. Uh, he sees a niche and he is definitely trying to hone in on the niche. You can tell that, and he just the his show. I don't know what, who, who or what. I mean, maybe he it wasn't his final decision. Maybe the people that said, you know, if you want this information on or whatever, you got to dramatize it like this. And he's like, okay, fine. I, I, for all I know, that's what happened. But the show itself, for for someone like me who does over the years put a lot of time reading into it, not necessarily I, you know, believe everything I read, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely ignorant to you there, but for someone like me, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> so, 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 from what I've understood of your call in the conspiracy theory show, the Apocalypse 2012 one, there is yeah. actually no tour whatsoever uh, or any evidence whatsoever that there's any kind of underground bunker for the elite. You never uh, actually see the supposed underground tunnel work that is underneath the airport. No, you see the the silos, and they do get you to the. They do talk to one of the one of the guys in Cheyenne Mountain, and they were like, "Yeah, we have underground tunnels here, and yes, we do have contingency plans for you know this such such thing happening, and you can't get in here." Was basically what he right. was saying. Right. But that part was kind of like, "Oh, well, thanks, buddy." So really, it's just something to make the conspiracy theorists go even more wild. Basically, it's uh, basically man, it, it is somewhat informative, but it's so mixed in with hyper dramatization and. It's all this stuff jumbled together, and you really got to focus past all the drama and right. try to 
get she, at what he's trying to say. Our I mean, caller earlier, as you pointed out, couldn't even select. Uh, she couldn't even focus to the point where she could uh, discern one segment from the no, next. She thought she the was, missile silos, the luxury missile silos that are being sold on the open no. market, were the secret underground hotel for the yeah, elites. Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, the, the, those things were not really that much of a secret. I mean, they were. If you had the money, you could right. buy one. And I mean, they're not finished, but you know, they had all this, you know, planned out. And, multi-tiered with a gym in it and a pool and yeah okay that explains her call thank you so much for uh, for clearing it up i appreciate hearing from you hour three is on the way you can bring up absolutely anything and this is free talk live money talks and it sounds just like jim kramer i'm kramer Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like TheStreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at GetKramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 as we uh, launch into the third hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Kicking things off this hour with Justin. Uh, Yeah, no, actually, I already talked to Justin. Let's try Robert in California. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind today? I want to compliment you on your show. Thanks, Robert. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Do share with us what's on your mind. Go ahead. Um, been uh, been listening to your Jesse Ventura uh, dialogue, and uh, I I watched all seven of his shows, mm-hmm. uh, and I've actually been in the Denver airport and stood in front of that mural. And uh, which one? The one with the like the rainbow and all the people looking happy. The one with the forest burning in the background, or the one with the creepy. Uh, like militaristic guy with a sword. Well, it's basically all one mural that covers uh, a long wall between the uh, ticket counters and, and, and where you go into the security area. I see. And um, there's kind of a bathroom seg- segregating the, the mural and, and, and stuff. But gotcha. the, uh, it, I saw it about two years ago, and I stood in front of it, with, and my jaw dropped. Because there's this guy with a big sickle, you know, and, and all these screaming people and, you know, whatnot. And, and I couldn't imagine why they would put that in an, air, in an airport. It just didn't make any sense to me. It just The mural was completely out of place. But I didn't, you know, I didn't think about it too much more until I saw the uh, Jesse Ventura show. And, and then he started equating it to 2012 and all that. I think that's kind of a stretch. 
So the, I, I didn't see, did you see at any point solar flares destroying the Earth in that mural? Because I looked at pictures all over Flickr and I, I could not see anything like uh, that. There's nothing in the mural that talks about solar flares, but in, in his show he, he references solar flare activity as a possible cause for 2012 disaster. I mean, he, he went through, a, he enumerated a whole bunch of things that, that could cause big problems. You know, one of them was the Mayan, Mayan calendar ending. You know, I, I didn't put much credence in, into anything he was he was talking about, but I did I did find the the Denver airport part fascinating because I did stand in front of that, and he shows a few other little things like the uh, uh, the sign that, that talks about New World Airport and and uh, the gargoyle coming out of a piece of luggage <laughs> and, as, 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 as a hint that that's where the secret city is or. You the know, lug- the secret city is in the luggage? Yeah. Uh, below the luggage carrying <laughs> area is supposedly where, where it's all at. Yeah, it, it um, makes you but wonder. What I thought was more fascinating was a different ep- episode. Uh, it, it was uh, the, the one about 9 11. Okay. And they've got, they were showing footage of building, uh, of Tower 7 of the World Trade Center coming down by itself. And I, I, that whole thing is just bizarre to me. It wasn't. It wasn't hit by anything, and and it. Just, yeah, I'm the first person to say that I don't know what the real story is there. I don't believe the conspiracy theory side, and I don't believe the government side. I don't know what's true and and what's not. And to me, that's one of the more persuasive uh, things on the side of the the conspiracy theorists. But it's like the conspiracy theory uh, Kinsey scale, where you have like a six on the one side is the conspiracy theory story, and then you have the story, the government story they gave us on the zero. And like I think most people are bisexual. They're like <laughs> in the middle. you know, yeah, you're like in the middle. I mean, I'm in the middle somewhere. I believe I, the one. I do commission. not believe the story the government told me. And then you have the conspiracy theorists who have had it all figured out. They're going to tell you exactly what happened. I'm like, you don't know you don't what know. all is going yeah. on. There's no doubt that we're not getting the straight story from the government. I mean, that much I am clear on. Right. But then, then you hear but this. But to spend uh, a decade you know, speculating about yeah. it and to spend uh, all of your free time researching uh, and trying to ascertain what the truth is, that's where I really come to a disagreement and. and you know loggerheads with the uh, with the conspiracy crowd because they have their belief system like Dale says and they've got it down and if you don't agree with them then you're part of the conspiracy or you're an idiot and because uh, you know since we're on the radio well we must be part of the conspiracy then because yeah. you know, we're we gatekeepers for the new world right, order we couldn't get on the radio without the approval of the the mass of our masters in the new world order <laughs> well I, uh, you're right that it's an obsession and it's a pointless obsession because I know that the government's corrupt yeah I don't need to I don't need to believe to be a six on their Kinsey scale to believe that the government is corrupt. Right, you don't I need to jump that. to a conclusion. Yeah, You've got all kinds of evidence that makes it pretty crystal clear that the government and is, is doing evil. And what cracks me up is if it says and if it and what cracks me up is they realize obviously that there's this horrible corruption in government. I'm glad they realize that. And uh, and then they turn to the government to start another investigation. <laughs> yeah. Why? What the what, yeah, what is that, that going that's to kind solve? Of pointless, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Any other yeah, thoughts for us? funny. Pardon me? Do you have any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, well, you know, the other point is, is you know, what's the point of his show? And, and really, it's, it's to sell advertising space. Of course it is. But what do you think he believes? Do you think Jesse Ventura is, uh, is in the camp with the conspiracy crowd? Or is he kind of playing the, uh, you know, the unbiased journalist? Or what, what is Well, I th- he's, he's got uh, some points to make. I mean, he had some personal experiences with 
uh, I think, an arm of the CIA that he talks about in one of the episodes of the show. He was a SEAL. Of course he did. I mean, yeah, he went out right. and killed people well, for them. <laughs> right. But, no, he said he said there was one incident after he became governor, and, and they, they called him into this meeting with a whole bunch of CIA people. Okay. And, and he, he couldn't figure out why they, they wanted to talk to him. Um, but, you know, basically, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he believes you know, any of the things he's talking about, really. He's just covering the biggest conspiracies that are out there and trying to, you know, make a reality TV show about it. Thanks so much for the, uh, your thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. We're going to continue here, and I think Gene is back with us. Uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, is going to give him another shot here. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am. All right. What's on your mind tonight, Gene? the escalating violence, and I wanted to talk about that, but first I wanted to talk about how you kicked poor old grandma to the curb there, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted to steal her purse, too. What are you talking about? You're talking about the the, uh, the kook lady that called in in the first hour? I sure am. I mean, I'm talking about the way the three of you managed to gang up on people, and sometimes you do this, and, and it's very annoying when you do it, because... I, I know you only do it on people that you think deserve it, and I, and I know that your judgment is so excellent. But every time you do that, you throw three people at one person asking different questions from different angles, and then you expect them to answer you in some coherent She coherent wasn't coherent in the way. first place, Jean. She, she wasn't. But you could give her a break. She's an elderly woman. I was the one. She didn't sound that elderly. She sounded like she was in her 50s. Like she's some kind of debate. She sounded like she was in the 50s, and it was me that was asking the majority of the questions, and I was no, trying to get her to get a straight an- give me a straight you. answer. Mark, Gene, seriously. Mark was in there throwing questions, and, and, and uh, the other guy and Dale. you, all three at the same time. I Gene, heard. seriously. She was. Gee, I, 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 I remember pretty clearly. Gene, seriously. She was nothing more than entertainment value. She was seriously, such a kook. Guys, and, well, and I honestly, I would I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. <laughs> she was. You guys are sure having a good time, but maybe you guys would have fun, uh, you know, picking on the uh, slow kid at school too, and taking his lunch bag away from him. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's what it sounds like from this end. Maybe you guys are having a grand old ball in there, but you know, you sound kind of more like Howard Stern than Free Talk Live. A call like that is really, I, I, it's, it's like it's really only only value of it is the is entertainment value because. Yeah. She is so it's so ridiculous. And, and, and she was so scattered. I didn't say she was stupid. Gene, she was... If she wa- is so stupid and so bad, let her hang herself on her own words. You guys don't have to, you know, act like a bunch of bullies. I asked it. questions, Gene. I asked questions you for ask clarification. Question, and then when she's halfway through it, you say, well, what about this? And then it's she because, tries to switch gears. Because she, she says she something inconsistent, gears. and I want to make sure that it's clarified. I'm no, just trying to understand, Gene. Gene, he was trying to... you go back on the first subject on the first thing you asked her and she can't switch back and forth and then you say well you sound like an idiot because you I didn't call her an idiot well, don't Gene, put words Gene, in my whenever mouth, we Gene. let her start You're talking amazing. she rambled onto one, from one subject to the next without even pausing in between she was not a great speaker I will give you that but I'm talking about the way you guys handled her it was just disgusting Gene, it's absurd to sit there and, and have someone who's rambling from subject to subject to subject without trying to stop them and get them to focus yeah, on well one thing. Why don't you try to focus them instead of just throwing more questions at them? And I tried to focus them by asking questions, Gene. No. I'll tell you what, I know you had something else you wanted to talk about. I'll bring you back for that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It is Free Talk Live. 
American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features there include archives going all the way back to the beginning of 2009 via our podcast. Uh, It used to be that we gave you six days in the podcast. Now we give you hundreds, all free, at freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue here with your phone calls. And Gene, the Christian anarchist, is with us, uh, first calling to attempt to rake us over the coals for how we handled a call earlier in the show tonight. If you missed that, you can grab the archive later on tonight when it goes up at freetalklive.com. Decide for yourself how you felt about it. But Gene, what else was on your mind tonight? going to talk about the violence and uh, what we saw today apparently uh, from what we can uh, glean I don't know how accurate it is but anyway apparently a guy became very frustrated with his dealings with an oppressive uh, bunch of thugs with guns Mm -hmm. and decided to take uh, a violent action towards them or towards those whom he suspected were part of the group and uh, crashed an airplane into a building and uh, so what I'm telling you, and I've told you this in the past on a, pre- a couple of previous calls about my prediction about how things are falling apart in this country and things are going to get extremely violent. And, you know, I kind of doubt if you're going to see too many airplanes flying in the buildings because that takes too much uh, resources and too much uh, uh, training and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. you're probably not going to see too much of that. But I do expect to see the violence increase as the oppression increases and as the system which is designed to extract money from the pockets of the little man and and deposit it all in the pockets of the big man at the top, or the big men at the top, and that's the way the system is designed to function, and it's doing a very good job, and people are beginning to get frustrated and, and disgusted with it. So I expect that uh, the violence is only going to increase, and I'm not condoning the violence, I'm not in, and, I'm, and I'm certainly not encouraging the violence, I'm making a prediction that this is the natural course of events as people wind up seeing that they have absolutely no recourse or, and no, uh, uh, no satisfaction from their supposed high priests of uh, justice yep. in the black robes. I think your prediction, uh, you know, I think there's some accuracy to it in that, yes, uh, humans do tend to react in violent fashions when they uh, perceive they are being done, you know, they are being wronged. And it's unfortunate because, well, it is going to make contribute to making things worse. And indeed, the, the man that uh, flew the plane into the, the tower, the uh, the building today, he made it clear that he believes that this is going to make things worse. That was his intention. His, it, well, his prediction, at least. And you're probably going to see a lot more shootings. I would suspect that shootings are going to be the most common form of of uh, violent uh, out, uh, you know, uh, lashing out. That's going to be taking place. But you might also see people taking their semis. You know, they're going bankrupt, and the last thing they got is their semi truck. You know, and who knows what 
what kind of mayhem that they'll do with that. But um, it's, I, ju- I just, you know, I don't like what's coming. It's, it's, in fact, sometimes I get rather depressed just thinking about it. But it, it, uh, it is coming. So. No, I think you're actually. I I think you're. There's something to that, and I hope that uh, that as liberty that liberty activists will try and channel that that um all that frustration that people have, and that try to channel people into a direction of doing something much more productive than just being violent. So, but I and think you're right about predicting events, it. We've seen these events occurring at a faster and faster rate, you know, in between events, and I think that it's going to continue to accelerate to where. The, a number of events is going to get so high that you won't even be able to. They won't even be able to report them all on the news. Well, the best thing that we can do is to keep talking about a message of peace and and staying away from violent acts and t- encouraging civil disobedience and encouraging uh, you know various different peaceful methods of uh, of activism, encouraging people to come together who believe in freedom to come here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project at freestateproject.org and uh, keep a positive, uh, as much as we possibly can, keep a positive message emanating at least from this uh, radio show so in the hopes that it will attract the people that are looking for that message and it will hopefully change some minds of, of the people, some of those people that are they're feeling the anger and feeling the frustration as I once did. Gene, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line because... There is hope. It's not a completely hopeless situation. It doesn't have to go like Gene says it will. Maybe it'll go that way in some places. But if we can get enough peaceful, liberty-oriented people together in the same place, it doesn't have to go that way here. Yeah, I mean, we can, and we can certainly make it less so. We can make it more productive and less of that just sort of violent lashing out, which just comes out of frustration and helplessness. And there are indicators. You know, there are uh, the, the people like him, uh, the guy that crashed his plane into the building, in many cases will vent their frustrations to their close friends, you know, perhaps vent them on a, on a message forum somewhere. And so there are indicators of the people that are out there that are considering doing something like this. And when you start to see those indicators uh, pop up, then I think it's important to, uh, you know, to address them. So over at the Freekeen uh, website, freekeen.com, there's a forum there. And Freekeen, the tagline for the site, is Peaceful Evolution. And so the, the website is surrounded. It's a blog site that uh, features Dale and myself and a number of other local liberty uh, activists up here in the Keene, New Hampshire area. Uh, most of us, uh, well, there's some of them that have actually that are New Hampshire natives, but most of us moved up uh, as part of the Free State Project, and we use the blog as our outlet to uh, to express, you know, how we feel about issues and uh, what activism things are coming up, and but put some media up there and that sort of thing. But the overarching theme is peaceful evolution, and so that theme spreads across the entire website, which includes the forums at forum.freekeen.com, and just today, one of the uh, the posters there who has kind of been skirting the line of violence, did go ahead and cross the line today. And he advocated that uh, that he believed – I don't have the exact text in front of me here. I should probably pull it up. But he basically advocated that he believed that uh, what the guy did in Austin today was heroic and that he fully supported it 100%. And, yeah. th- and that- he also expressed uh- – um, dismay that there weren't some IRS agents killed. Right. And so that was, combined with the other post together. <laughs> it was very cold, it was very angry, and endorsing violence. And that's not what we're looking for. 
uh, on our forum. And so that person has been banned for uh, for two weeks as a result of uh, of making that uh, that decision. And some people are going to say, but free speech, free speech. Well, no, uh, it's a private forum, and uh, you don't with, have with a very free with speech. a pretty specific purpose. Right. I mean, it's for organizing actual activism in Keene. It's a local right. forum, and for and, talking between the activists. But this guy yeah. isn't a local. Yeah, He's, and, and it's but you know, there's there's certain you know, and it's a, because it's a local forum. Yeah, we talk to each other, and 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 there's that, and there's no problem with people coming in from outside, presumably because they're interested in what's going on in Keene, right. like local events, and maybe they're going to move here eventually, or maybe they want to help remotely, but in whatever shape or form, you know, presumably the, the focus of this forum is stuff going on in Keene, and it's a peace, and it's an, organ, it's, it's an organization of peaceful activists, and so it's, it's not, there are plenty of places to go have free speech. Right. There are forums with topics to talk about all this stuff, this isn't the one. When someone comes into a community like Free Keen Community has, which is with a peace theme, and begins agitating for violence and supporting violence, then it's incumbent upon us to uh, to call them out and to make it very clear that this will not be tolerated or supported by the people in this peaceful, uh, you know, you evolution. You have to wonder community. if their goals are so different. They're there's, trying to subvert things. There's more coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And it's pretty much virtually unmoderated forum. Uh, this is a great place to go and talk about whatever the heck it is you want to talk about. We were just mentioning a moment ago that at the Free Keen forum, things are a little more restricted. Indeed, there's going to be a new policy in, uh, put in over there that will make it uh, even more restrictive as far as, you know, we, we just don't want people coming and posting news articles about what the heck's going on in the rest of the country yeah, like on the, the Free Keen forum. Yeah, I mean, that's places been to just go around and talk about your favorite conspiracy theory or talk about some national news item about what so-and-so. Right. Alex Jones has his own Prison Planet forums if you want to go do conspiracy talk or the Free Talk Live BBS is pretty much an open forum. You can post anything you want there. Uh, you can agitate for violence on the, for the BBS, uh, Free Talk Live BBS if you want to. I mean, uh, we don't endorse anything that appears and we're not responsible for anything that uh, that appears there. I'm just saying it's a, it's a virtually unmoderated forum, whereas... Uh, the uh, the free keen forum is definitely moderated. So well, yeah, if you advocate for uh, violence against somebody on, on BBS, we've kicked people off for that. Yes, if you are threatening, uh, a, threatening. a fellow BBS member, then yeah, you'd be you'd be kicked off for that. Um, As opposed to like just a broader sort of advocation of violence. Right. Like yeah, what you happened to we should forum. pick up arms and yeah. march against the Canadians. You won't or be you is. won't be censored. You won't <laughs> be you won't have you're responsible for your own posts there because there is no theme on the Free Talk Live BBS. There is no overarching concept or theme it's just an open forum for our listeners to go and interact with one another yeah i'm not a fan of like everything everywhere being a big tent like what's the what's the point of that what, what about choices what if i want to go to a forum that has a more of a focus and i want to stay on topic that's a good thing to have right and if you don't have if you don't exercise some notion of that then then every then all just sort of blurs and just becomes the same and this and so i'm all for free speech but let's have 
you know, let's have forums that can, you know, know, forums to focus on different things. You have outlets of speech that have, you know, a purpose for talking about a certain subject. It's just a matter of staying on subject. Absolutely. (laughs) And and so we were talking about this, uh, this guy flying the plane into the building in Austin and how he advocates violence as the solution to the government's violence. And of course, we've talked about violence many times on this program and we will in the future because, well, I come from that particular viewpoint. I come from that one time having that mindset of you know fight fire with fire uh, you know give them what they you know, what they dish out and I, I don't believe that anymore because I've come to the conclusion that uh, basically first of all it won't work I mean practically it just it's not going to achieve liberty if you engage in violence uh, it's just going to create more violence it's going to give them the excuse to ratchet up their violence and indeed the the man who flew his plane into the tower knows this. Uh, this is apparently part of his intent is to get them to ratchet up the police state as a result of, uh, of of his actions. So it just makes things worse. And, of course, it lowers you to their level by you participating in violence. If you don't participate in violence, then you take the moral high ground and then they're the violent thugs. Does that mean that people are going to be victimized? Does that mean people are going to be hurt? Yeah, but that's already happening. And it's like uh, was said, I think you said it earlier tonight, Dale, and it bears repeating, that if you've come to the point of frustration where you're so sick and tired of this system and the violence that it uh, does against people that you're willing to, to uh, turn it back around against them, that's the time when it's time to just completely change your life. It's time to rededicate your life toward uh, advancing liberty and getting active and doing civil disobedience rather than going out with a bang and leaving us a more difficult situation afterwards. I think that's something that sort of broadly applies to anyone who's thinking about suicide because I think that, you know, and this is something I sort of contemplate whenever I was feeling really down and I've never like gotten to the point where it's like, okay, I'm starting to contemplate suicide. But I always thought, you know, if I ever get to the point where I'm ready to kill myself over something, it seems at that point it's like I would just, I, I might go, I would just broaden out my boundaries all of a sudden. Say, okay, I'm ready to, I'm so upset with things, I'm just going to die. So I'm going to radically change my life Now instead. you have nothing to lose. Yeah, radically change your life instead. I mean, that that's like, uh, you know. When when you're at the point where you have nothing left to lose, then now you can take risks that you might not have taken before or something. And and and, And the example in this case is just, you know what, do become an activist. Don't go kill yourself. Uh, do do something productive. Let's go to your phone calls here. Uh, talk to Jason in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Are you there, sir? Oh, I'm here. Uh, yeah, so really, I was kind of really enjoying the conversation tonight. Uh, it ties in directly to, I guess, my main point. I wanted to call you to let you know. The number one reason that I'm an amplifier for you, and the reason you're the you're the only organization that I donate any money to. Why is that? Uh, well, it, it, it your Saturday show was a great example of it, and it's it's your willingness to confront people's definitions to language. What a lot of people would, um, you know, they'd say, oh, that's just talking semantics. Um, but I see that as, as the most vital uh, struggle we have against statism today. And uh, I just loved your Saturday show, um, which uh, where you basically ask people, you know, what, what does conservative or liberal mean to you? And over the course of the show, you know, all sorts of people call in, and it becomes very clear that every person pretty much has an individual definition for it, even if there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, I, th- I happen to think it was a pretty good show, too. As a matter yeah, of a lot of people have commented on it and liked it. I thought it was cheap and easy. Uh, like, it was like, oh, well, you know, we really have a good show prep. Hey, let's just ask you what conservative <laughs> and liberal is. And, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that we would do. 
five or six years ago. I mean, it's it's really an old style free talk live thing, but well, a, a lot of people commented. That's exactly the issue, is, is lots of people hear these kinds of conversations, and they roll their eyes, and they think, you know, oh, uh, you, you, you know, what's the point? This, we're just talking semantics here. You know, look up the definition in the, in the dictionary, which is maybe the one thing I can fault. Uh, uh, what's your name again? <laughs> Ian Mark? Uh, Dale? Uh, Ian Ian is, is uh, turning to the dictionary too quickly sometimes. But um, from Saturday's show, the thing I, I liked the most, and it gives us the, a great insight into the minds of politicians and the problems we're confronted with all the time, is, is one of the early callers in the show was a lady, I think she's from Texas, and very early in her call she said that she was running for some sort of office down there. And red flags went off in my mind, and, and, she start, and, and you asked her the question, and throughout the conversation, you kept posing the question to her. And every time you were to pose, you pose the direct question, just asking for her definition, she would either first kind of scoff or laugh at the question, like, like, come on, what, what kind of question is that? And obviously not understanding what the show was about. Yep. And, or she would revert to collective definitions of it. She would say, well, everybody knows, right. or we, or the definition, you know, we know this to be, and she never gave you a personal definition of it, which is exactly, which is exactly the goal of, you know, the status that, that uh, Liberty is working against. Yeah, the status co-op words, they're, they're notorious for it. And the latest is all these conservatives that like to call themselves libertarian or to swa- to say conservative yeah. and libertarian inter- interchangeably. It's a and sad they death. obviously have a different notion of what libertarian is than people who actually love freedom. It's so. a sad gutting of a uh, once great term. Thank you, Jason, for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to the other Jason. We had a little Jason confusion there a moment ago. Jason in uh, Kansas, you are on Free Talk Live for real this time. Hello, Jason. You know, had some confusion there. Yep, go ahead. And wanted, before I go and do do my guess my complaint or whatever I want to call it, what is your uh, opinion on um, what would be the tie, what would be the uh, proper term, but uh, freedom of the press? Well, I'm all in favor of freedom, so I'm not sure what your question means. <laughs> well, it's not really a question. I I uh, I uh, work long hours. I don't get home till very late at night. And I don't. Have any kind of cable television, but um, I don't know what your opinion of Fox News is. I'm sure it's probably not very good. Uh, uh, all cable, news, all uh, mainstream uh, television news. I don't really have a very high opinion of. I I, I agree. It's it's kind of it's controlled and, and biased and whatnot. I think but that Fox has made some right. There. I think Fox has made some good decisions recently. Uh, hiring John Stossel was a good move. Uh, I think Andrew Napolitano is is pretty outstanding. Um, but, you know, in general, mainstream news doesn't really float my boat. Right. Well, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm making, I guess I'm calling it kind of rant, but um, there was a website out there, and it allowed you to watch Fox News um, through web stream. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, break coming. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I'll let you figure it, finish your thoughts here in a few moments. Hang on, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The website allows you to watch Fox News. It's not Fox News. Not really sure where he's going, but we'll find out. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping over at amazon.freetalklive.com. And we continue with your phone calls here. Uh, Jason, I think, is still with us in Kansas. Are you there, sir? I'm still here, yeah. Okay, Jason, what were you uh, talking about? Some website that lets you watch Fox News, and what, what were you getting at there? Well, I, I'm, I was kind of rambling, but there was a site out there, and it allowed you to watch you know, uh, Fox News you know, basically on a web stream for free. And, and my, my opinion of the of press has always been, you know, the more that you can get exposure, the more that you can get out there and, and spread your message of what you're trying to, to spread around is great. And then... All of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm out. I was working long today, and I come home, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit down. I'm listening, you know, watch some TV on my internet, on the internet." And then all of a sudden, it's gone, shut down. Oh no! And and they claimed that this was copyright infringement. They just shut the whole stream down. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm opposed to that. I, I think that as long as they weren't doing something naughty, like overriding their commercial breaks or something like that, basically. Oh, no. Right. Well, what, what they probably were complaining was was complaining that the site the site that was on probably had ads on it, and me being the tech guy I am, I just wiped out all their ads, and so I had nothing but the stream on mine. There were still ads going through the stream. You still had all the, I mean, it was live as it was. There was the advertisements coming through everything, right. and, and it was it, it was a raw stream, and it just went no, nope, I'm sorry, you know, we're going to shut it down, and and I used to come home and and uh, I'd stay up late, you know, I'd watch Glenn Beck, you know, as much as the very Jackass, he is, but he's talented. I, I, it, was, it was entertainment. It was entertainment. Yeah, he's talented. There's no doubt about uh, it. it. It wasn't like they that Fox was paying for the bandwidth or anything like that. I mean, essentially, they no. were having somebody else front uh, whatever bandwidth they needed, whether it was UStream or whatever company they ended up uh, working through to do that. They, so Fox News wasn't actually having to bear any of the bill to expose exactly. their product to more viewers. I think it's really short-sighted, uh, you know, cutting one's nose off to spite uh, your face. Or Free whatever. Talk Live is, um, now provides you with uh, video quality uh, that you can look at at cam.freetalklive.com. Yeah, but it's only during live live show <laughs> hours. Otherwise, it's just a I'm static just picture. i with him. Uh, but yeah, I highly, uh, this show, of course, does not subscribe subscribe to uh, copyright so take our archives burn it to cd sell it I have, if you I have want. the I same policy on my website too i i, I you know I'll, I'll take the free promotion if someone wants to stick my comic somewhere and everything i mean i mean if you can get somebody to pay you for free talk live then uh, by all means i mean we'd like you to send us a cut but we don't i mean what, what are we going to do right doesn't matter yeah, it, to me it just blew me away because it came home and it was like oh we're going to shut down and this and they they had Actually sent the the webmaster you know a nasty email saying shut it down do. or we're gonna you know take you to court yep. copyright infringement I'm like what's he infringing on he's just transmitting what you already are blasting out anyway yeah it's ludicrous thank you so much for the call tonight I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one if you've got good ideas don't you want people to hear them that's how it feels like to me I I want to get this show in as many ears as I possibly can let's continue. Uh, Nick, listening in Kentucky, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. What's up? What's on your mind? Hey, I got to, uh, I know you're going to hate it, but I'm going to read the Bible to you. Oh, boy. Why is that? <laughs> uh, but, well, Can you give us context a... first? <laughs> like, what's your well, here, point? Here's, here's the thing. I, I'm a Christian, but I hate the government. And 
they, I, I'm always getting these uh, little these little spouts or these uh, matches, arguing matches with uh, other Christians. And uh, anyway, real quick, I'll just read it. What it is is I found uh, in Romans 13, basically, it talks about how you should, you know, the government knows of God and all this other crap that I don't believe. But I found a really, really, really disturbing um, version of it, and it's called The Message. And you can stop me anytime, but it's, it's like three verses. Okay, go for it. It says, Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Insofar as there is peace and order, it's God's order. So live responsibly as a citizen. If you're resp- irresponsible to the state, then you are irresponsible with God, and God will hold you responsible. Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Boy, that's scary. (laughs) Yeah, right. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. So whatever you do, obey, 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 because the government must be created by God. I mean, that seems so ludicrous. What what section of the Bible is that? What's that from again? Romans. Romans Romans? Romans 13.1. Interesting. The, um, so much of so much of the New Testament is actually very anti-statist. You really got to ask these people if the governments are instituted by God. What kind of sick, evil God do you worship? Right, the I murders, mean, really, the millions of people. <laughs> All these. Think about the governments out there. I'm not talking about the government of the United States because I suppose you can twist your mind up into believing that the government of the United States is somehow good, too. right, and just. But think about all the rest of them. Hitler was instituted by God. Really? Right. That's that's actually that's actually what my point has always been. When someone says that, they said, "Well, it says in the Bible we should you know obey our government." And I said, "Wait a minute. So you, you can't just say you can't use that excuse that if it says the government, you can't say that it's the United States. The United States wasn't even a, a you know a, a thing back then. You know, so it's like you can't use that argument. You'd have to think, say that it was all governments. Yep. It's as a matter of fact, you have to say it's the Roman government." That crucified people and allowed slavery, the owning of people. I mean, what? This is <laughs> that I, Moses opposed. <laughs> well, Moses didn't. Um, Moses was Romans weren't around for that. But uh, you know, Jesus was crucified by the Romans. I'm oh, sorry, not the Romans. Yeah, what was I thinking? I'm sorry, I'm thinking the Egyptians. Well, and now I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this. The last verse, or one of the last verses, is verse four. It says, "Be a responsible citizen." And you'll get along just fine. The government is working to your advantage. Well, now, did, is that what Jesus did? I mean, was Jesus right, exactly. obedient? Did, Jesus is the one that, that was against the government and said, I am the law, and man is not the law. You shouldn't follow man's law. Right. Didn't he come over and turn over the tables and the money changers or whatever? I mean, he wasn't exactly right. the most obedient person, right? And so that's that's what that's kind of why I called in, and I know it's late in the show, but I kind of figured maybe some of your listeners or somebody maybe tomorrow or something could could kind of shed some light on it because I'm always confused when I read that you know I'm like Jesus is is the ultimate you know at least he at least in the Bible most of the time it's like he's rebelling against the government and then it has it in here in the Bible it says about oh you should follow the government and pay your taxes and do all it's this just crap. the Bible has so many contradictions in it. it's one of the reasons why when I was younger and I started to learn about that I started to ask these questions and there were no good answers and the Bible contradicts itself in so many ways it was really one of the major things I think that led me down the the road to atheism since then I've come to the conclusion that uh, I'm actually a pantheist and that I you know I, I believe that if there is a God it's everything that everything is uh, you know all that is is essentially uh, God not that it's there's necessarily one consciousness that 
that uh, specifically dis- decides things and has written this book and uh, I, I all of that I, stuff. I had a similar experience. I mean, what happened to me is I decided, okay, I'm going to read the Bible from front to back. I'm going to actually read really? it. I've got, I read really? so much out of context. <laughs> I started to. I made it like two-thirds through of the wow. Old Testament or something. Further than I could. And it was rough. But, um, but that's as I was reading it front to back and seeing it in context and in chronological order, I, I, that's when I lost my faith. And I, it just was so absurd to me. And I think that part of the problem with that is that is, you know, I think you really back yourself into a corner if you try to insist on a literal interpretation of the Bible for one thing. Absolutely. Because then people are going to, you know, instead of looking at it as, as, as teaching lessons and things like that from stories, then um, it's giving up your own volition. It's giving up your own ability to decide what is and what is not appropriate, what is not right or what is right and what is wrong. If you're just turning over your authority to some old book, you've given up your own uh, internal feelings and your own You stop uh, thinking about things. You're just having your issues handed to you in a, in a, you know, convenient format. Well, not only that, but the the thing is that I always tell people that that is really huge for me is that you know I believe uh, in certain things you know in the Bible, but I cannot agree with. I don't care what it says. I can't agree with this this government crap because there's no way that if they say that the God is who He is, that there's no way that He put God in charge. I mean, government in charge. It's ridiculous. And so I always tell people that God gave us freedom. So in other words. I have the freedom for everything, and I always tell people that uh, not only did he give us freedom, but he gave us the ultimate freedom, because if you think about it, God even says in his own, you know, in his own words, he says, look, you can choose to follow me or not. I mean, he even says you can choose to listen to me or not. It's still your choice. So I don't want to follow us a despotic government, then you know what? That's my choice. Right. The Quakers wanna, say to, to the Quakers say to follow your inner light, and you know, essentially that you know, God, if you want to use that term, is going to reveal Himself through that, through you, and how you feel, and what your interpretations are. And, and remember, what, and that, that mustn't be mistaken for do what you want to, whatever you want right. to do. It's doing what you truly, deeply understand to be right. And and the Bible and Christianity and all this other stuff has all gotten wrapped up together in society. But, you know, the Bible came in 300 years after Christ was around. So you know, the people worshipped him before that. We can actually keep this going. Uh, we're done with the radio show. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow night. Internet listeners, stay tuned. We're going to go into overtime online. You can tune in at listen.freetalklive.com. Radio listeners, see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Freetalklive.com. The Internet uh, version of the show continues here in moments. Uncovering the sea. This is Free Talk Live, extended edition, internet only. We are here. The phones are open for you. 603, you know, I just like the uh, 435-1105 number. It's just easier to get out. 603-435-1105. That number will get you through here on the lines, and we'll take your calls uh, about anything. We actually have people holding on. We had so many calls holding during that last segment of the show, I said, we need to take this to overtime. And Dale, of course, you're good enough to stay with us here. Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com. And uh, let's go right back to your phone calls here. I believe uh, Giggin is with us in Florida on the amp lines. Hello, Giggin. Hey, guys. Um, I was calling because I have a Florida government and politics class uh, in my college. Hmm. And today we had our first exam, and just about everybody in the class failed it. Wow. And uh, yes, it's only about a 12 or 12 <laughs> or 13 person class, so that was pretty significant. Okay. Um, 
it was funny, though, because after we got our grades, the, the teacher told us these are the worst essays he's ever seen. He doesn't know how we did so bad. Da, da, da. As soon as he, as soon as we went to the first break, I turned around and said to everybody out loud, who here is satisfied with their grade? And nobody raised their hand, and I saw about a lot of people shaking their heads, but nobody, and I said, is anyone satisfied with their grade? So nobody responded. And I guess that might have offended him a little bit. Um, so anyway, after class, I, I met with him, and he apparently was offended that I would call into question his ability to, you know, whatever, teach the information, and that if there was a comprehension problem. And I immediately thought, why is it that in a school that I'm paying to be in, I'm being told that I'm doing something wrong, even though I'm the one paying to be here? It resembled more of what you'd think you'd get from a government school where I wouldn't have wanted to be there, uh, yet, the, you know, there would have been no contesting the grade or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I mean that that was the th- that was the biggest problem that I've had I had with college was the the concept this this un this alien concept that you pay someone to tell you what to do. Um, it, you know, it's one thing to get paid and be and and be told what to do. It's another thing to pay someone and tell them what to do. But to pay someone and have them tell you what to do that doesn't really make much sense. And they're telling you to work your ass off and right. and be judged and, by them and and, all and, and they they want to really they want to have no accountability for what they do too. What school the, the, the is it? The thing that I thought was most absurd, uh, absurd was that the assumption was that we were stupid if everyone failed. The assumption wasn't automatically, I've done something wrong, let me know what you're not getting of the information, like that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, um, it's very yeah, so uh, very uh, highfalutin, very top-down, very no, you know, looking down his nose at you. What school is this, if I might ask? Um, this is USF Sarasota campus, and... You know, the, the professor, I have nothing against the guy personally. He, he seems like a nice guy, but he just, I had to remind him that we're not a class of idiots. Like, we're not we're not involuntarily here. We're here to learn. And if everyone fails, we're not happy with it either. And I, I felt it, I shouldn't have had to say that, but I did. But anyway, so professors out there, just be aware that if all your students are voluntarily there and they're all failing, it might not be just because they're stupid. Yeah, maybe it's uh, the professor's fault. Interesting observation. Was there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Oh, that was about it. Thanks, Gigan. Appreciate hearing from you. 800. Oh, wait, no, there is no 800 number. That's a, it's a good habit. Uh, anyway, the number is 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. As we continue here, uh, an unscreen call on the amp line. Hello. Hi, it's Paul in Los Angeles. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I just wanted to briefly address the, the quote from the message uh, uh, firstly, I, people should know that the message is not a translation. It's a uh, kind of a paraphrase that some people kind of read a real translation and then wrote down what they thought about it. So it's it's not really it. It's not it's not for real. What is the um, message you're talking about? What the the last caller during the radio show was discussing the Bible passage yeah, saying to obey that, the state. The, that's the version he was reading of the Bible. So, so it's, it's like the message is like a the, the message is another a translation, like the King James King, King James version. The message is an alternative uh, translation. Well, it's not really considered a translation because a translation would be where somebody who you know goes back to the the Greek and the Hebrew and translates it. The message is is kind of a, it's called a paraphrase. It's when and there are a couple others. It's when somebody kind of uh, writes down what they think about stuff, but it's not actually from the Roman. Uh, I mean, from the the Greek or Hebrew directly. I so think that uh, there's it's a not to be taken seriously. I think there's a Living Bible, which is one I've looked at. It that is something yeah, called the Living Bible, paraphrase. which is also in plain English. They call it. It's like more modernized English or something, which yeah, is also it's a, yet the, another translation the of the Bible. Message is even farther. 
farther down that road than the Living Bible. The Living Bible is also considered a paraphrase. So, that's interesting. I was not um, aware of that. I didn't really realize that's what he was talking about when he uh, when he made that statement. I mean, are you familiar with the passage he was referring to? Yeah, and it is. It does. You know, it's not nearly as bad as it is in, in the version he was reading. But mm. uh, I think it is. Uh, you know, some people have used it. It has been used in the past to. To, you know, this support this kind of view that you just uh, follow the government no matter what. But I think it's worth noting that Paul himself disobeyed the government on a number of occasions. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, people often, Christians will say, well, you need to obey the government unless obeying the government would be immoral or go against, um, you know, God's will. But the fact is that's not what that passage says. And, and, and so I think that um, if you if you read it, and there are a number of you know articles um, on this, there are you know people who have kind of dissected this from this point of view. But um, he was writing to those specific people at that time, and I think you know you have to read things in the Bible in context and in the context of the entire um, Bible and life. And, don't you uh, think they don't do that? Wait, 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 wait. A lot but... of cases in the Bible where people disobeyed. Um, uh, government, in, including Paul, like I say. So I don't so, think it should be taken that way. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I, I tend to concur that the Bible is, you know, you, you need to look at it from its time frame and, and what it's referring to, but if it was written by an unerring God, uh, you know, a, a, an omnipotent, uh, omniscient God, they, he would know that I would be stumbling here in 2000, 2000 years later, uh, you know, because of, uh, of Paul's writings, and he wouldn't have allowed that to happen, right? Well, I, I don't I think stating as if it was written by God directly, if in my point of view, is a bit of an overstatement. You know, it was written that that book was written by Paul, and I think it's important to look at the context and and what Paul was intending. Like, like you know, you say there's an intent in a passage and a certain thing that's intended to be communicated. And uh, I think it's important to look at that. It's a very uh, intelligent uh, way to. I think. I think what you're talking about is a very intelligent way to look at the Bible. And I don't know how many Christians actually do what you're suggesting. Certainly not the way I was taught. I was taught that every dot and tittle was the unerring word of God. What do you think was Paul's intent when he said that that women shouldn't speak in church and that they should ask their husbands when they get home if they have a question about something that was said in church? You know, again, I'm not expert, but um, my my understanding is that at that point, at that time. Um, the women were a lot less educated about, uh, you know, the, the scriptures. They were not able to allow it, actually, in the Jewish tradition to study the scriptures. And so, you know, the, the, the Christian churches at that time had a little more liberal policy that the women were allowed to, you know, attend teaching and everything like that. But um, there had been a problem, and my understanding is that there had been a problem in that church uh, with people who really didn't know anything speaking and kind of holding things up, so that the idea was that, if you don't understand something, you know, ask your husband later and, and catch up on it so that things aren't held up by people who don't really know the scriptures at all. Because only uh, women you know, would like make it that or, mistake. Like it or not, like that. Because <laughs> my, my interpretation, it seems pretty straightforward to me that he was really sexist. And so doesn't seem very inspired by God, unless it's a yeah, God, I mean, again, that I don't want to worship. The situation so. at that time, I mean, in that culture, men and women were, were really different. And again, in the Jewish tradition... Well, but God should have be been addressing that, that, right? I mean, oh, inspiration from God should have been addressing that right away and saying, he, this should be inspiration to Paul. You would think that one of the things Paul would be saying if he's being inspired directly by God to write this stuff is, sexism is horribly wrong. We need to move past that. And and that would be a signal to me 2,000 years later about how incredibly intelligent and progressive these Christians were. I think we Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I think, I, think uh, I, I agree that 
of course, sexism is wrong. I mean, the, the situation, okay, probably if it were, you know, the right way to say it might have been um, these, you know, if, if you don't know what's going on or, or if, you're, if you don't know much about the Scriptures, don't bring up your, your 101-level questions in church in front of everybody. Um, you know, at that time, the people who really didn't know what was going on were, were the women, so you, I so guess that's the way it was written. Are you suggesting I, uh, then that you have a be- you know better how it should have been written than God? Well, I, I mean, I think it's easy for me in the 20th century. No, again, and again, I think that the idea of that God wrote that word for word is um, not true. I think Paul wrote that. And I think it's easy for me in the 20th century to critique somebody's no, that's uh, fair. You know, verbiage in, in the first century. No, that, that totally um, makes know, sense to me, as long as you're accepting modern, that it was written by Paul and not... You know, male-female equality, but... Sure, I... I for the time it was in, it was very progressive. Well, you're, you are conceding that it was written was by Paul. What was progressive about it? You're, you are conceding that it was written by Paul and not by God, so I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I can appreciate absolutely. that. I mean, I think, too, I think, I do think there's, you know, God, inspiration by God for, um, you know, people who wrote the Bible were inspired, but that doesn't mean that all the words on the paper were written by God. Right. What I, okay. what I see the Bible as is nothing more than a book of uh, stories that is essentially reflective of the uh, spiritual and religious beliefs of a certain subset of people that happened to exist at the time at which they were written in the context of the uh, their worldview and their understanding of science and nature and, uh, and all of that. Uh, well, you know, and there's so therefore there's going to be some uh, bad info and misinfo. And let's uh, not let's not uh, you know diminish the fact that uh, essentially Western culture and the philosophies of liberty have come from the foundation of Christianity. I think that um, if you look at Roman culture and the republic that existed with them, and then you know juxtapose it against uh, you know, you know, the, the the sort of Judeo Christian culture, you'll find that there's a lot of value in Christianity. And I don't want to diminish all that. It's just that I don't that Crap in the Old Testament just drives me no, nuts. I, I, I was just happy when he basically admitted that the Bible's fallible. That mm-hmm. It's not perfect. I, I, I just say that, and I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to not call you a nut. <laughs> Any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, no, I just wanted to, to mainly address that. Uh, firstly, that, that that translation, you know, it's not even a translation. So, and also that uh, the the Romans 13 should not be taken as simplistically as some people do. Well, I, I hereby proclaim that you are not a nut. Very good. We continue here. 603-435-1105 is the number. Uh, you can take control of the Internet waves. This is an Internet-only version of Free Talk Live extended after our radio show. Let's go to this call on the amp line. Who's this? This is Alex in New Hampshire. Alex, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got a parable for you, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. So a, a student was going to the dining hall at the campus, and there was a uh, student, another student, about 19 years old, uh, mopping the floor in the dining hall. And this student walked on the dining f- on the floor, and his shoes were muddy. And he apologized to her for uh, getting the f- her nice, clean floor all muddy. And she looked at the student, and sh- her eyes said, "Fuck you." And she had an attitude about it. Okay. Yeah, I had to All check right. for a moment and make sure we weren't on the radio when you said that. I hadn't really sunk into me yet. Okay. I, had a, I had a moment of shock, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one more time. There's a student mopping the floor, and who who said fuck you? I just got so Her distracted by the fuck you. So the, the, the student walking in, mm-hmm. okay, go, it, it was me. It walks in with muddy, <laughs> snowy shoes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
all over her nice clean floor. Yeah, that's awesome. And I apologized to her, just in a joking fashion, like, oh, you know, I apologize for walking over your nice clean floor. And her eyes shot at me like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. an asshole yeah. for walking on this floor with my It's New shoes. Hampshire in the wintertime. What the hell are you supposed <laughs> to do? So now consider this. The next day I go in, there's an older gentleman who's pushing 70, mopping the floor. And again, I walked on it with my muddy shoes. And I looked at him, and I apologized to him in the exact same way. And he looked at me, he smiled, and he said, it keeps me having a job. Yeah. <laughs> That's perspective for you. <laughs> yes. And I think it's a very powerful parable because he totally appreciates, has more appreciation for these things. And the student is, I guess, self-absorbed or what have you. And she just cannot see past that moment in time, whereas the, the older gentleman who has much more wisdom and experience has more understanding. I'd say you nailed that one. He Alex. probably has developed patience, too, which is a nice trait to have. Well, right. Know. Yeah. I mean, there there's just certain things that uh, people will develop over time with the wisdom and experience and all that that, you know, most people don't have at age 19 now, uh, or 18 or however old she was. The, the difference between those two people is that 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 girl made herself miserable with her attitude and the man made himself happy with his attitude. I, and it was I think, really their states of mind that had so much uh, uh, to have to do with with, with whether they were happy or upset. <laughs> I think it's true that age is absolutely a number. However, I think there's also something to be said for uh, for life experience. And I think it's also true that some people can have uh, you know experiences in a certain amount of time that. Uh, that other people won't have in 50, 60 years of their lives. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to always say that, well, somebody who's older knows better. I don't think that's, uh, that's necessarily fair. However, I think that there are plenty of examples where uh, being uh, older does, in many cases, mean that you have uh, a certain level of perspective and understanding about life that uh, just people that are younger just simply don't. I mean, am I, do, do y'all, how do you all feel about that? I, I think that there's you know, value in both. Yeah, I you just the, the, I mean generally speaking I do think there's some, some wisdom you get from age but but um but only you if you're paying attention. Anything. Yeah, you have to <laughs> pay attention. You can't presume anything. Well, the no. other thing that well, the thing that you you lose with age is sort of flexibility, the ability to take on uh, new things and and look at things from a different fashion. I can tell you when it comes to uh you know trying to convince people of, of the ideas of liberty or really anything, man, the youngsters, they get it right away. Yeah. The oldsters, they're invested, thoroughly invested emotionally and all that other stuff. They've um, sometimes and, financially, yeah, the, the, and all statism, that, yeah. So yeah, they've created their belief system, and they don't want to believe that they could possibly be wrong. Right, especially that somebody younger could tell them that they were wrong. I do, I do like. Uh, I, I hate to rely on. I, I don't want to assume that someone is smart because they're old, and I don't want to assume they're stupid because they're young. And but I would say that I tend to be more impressed with young people who seem to know a lot for their age. And at the same time, I'm more forgiving of young people who don't seem to know a lot. I'm a little more forgiving because, oh, you're young. It's okay. And then I right. see older people and I go, you should know better by now. And I'm a little bit uh, absolutely, you know, less, less patient. I think people who understand the marketplace, regardless of how old they are, would generally come to the same understanding as the older gentleman has. Very good. Any other thoughts for us tonight, uh, Alex? 
No, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for sharing that story. I appreciate it. It was a good one. 800, oh, darn it. That was the second time I did that. 603-435-1105. That's no big deal. I mean, you give that number out I know, every show for 18 hours to, a week. I should be able to week. change my habits. Call into the That's local. That's they call habits, man. Go ahead and call in the local number. Everyone's got free long distance these days anyway. Yeah. 603-435-1105. We're here doing an extended edition of the show. So I think we covered uh, the, the violence aspect fairly well tonight. Considering the uh, we had a fairly high call volume, I think we managed to get the ideas out uh, effectively that this guy in Austin crashing the plane into the uh, the tower is not acceptable. <laughs> Not the kind of person that uh, that that we would like to associate with in uh, in the liberty movement, and those folks are out there, and uh, and I used to be one of them, so I understand where they're coming from, and I think the best thing that we can do is have our movement and have it be peaceful, and when the agitators come in, uh, when the violent agitators come in and start suggesting violence or or endorsing violence or talking about violence, that it needs to be countered. And it needs to be countered, hopefully, as compassionately as uh, as possible. And it, you and I, Dale, we had a, a lengthy, uh, a fairly lengthy discussion before the show tonight about what we uh, briefly mentioned on the show uh, about the Free Keen Forum, about one particular poster who made a statement on the forum that that uh, essentially endorsed, uh, 100% uh, supported what the guy did in Austin today. And there had been conversations, I believe, in the past that this this person was privy to, to where he should have been. It should have been clear to him that this was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It's presented when uh, you when you join the website in there's the very a read first me place. First, in bold print, uh, sticky to the top of the introductory section. There's the sticky in the uh, introductory section, which is the only section you can see when you join the forum now. Plus, when you actually join the forum, it's right there at the top of the terms and conditions that you know this is not acceptable content that, for this that it forum. it can be deleted and you can get banned for it. So some people would say, and one of the other moderators on the forum disagreed with our decision to uh, to ban this person for two weeks. He basically said that, oh, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. The best way to, to, uh, to fight speech is with more speech. And I and, tend to agree with that, too. But there it, have been conversations about this before. Yeah, there, in the there, broader sense, I do agree with that. I mean, in the broad sense of, of like, the, I don't want to suppress speech... Uh, in the broader sense, but there are outlets for people to talk, and this forum is, you know, we are, we have a directed purpose of peaceful evolution. It's, you know, right. and, and and sorry, you, I should let you finish what you were saying. Though. Well, I don't know what, what I was saying, but I think you, I think you're right though that there's a certain uh, vision that the site has. The participants of the the website have the the you know the the bloggers, the crew, the free keen crew, and there's a certain vision, and that if there's so much noise distracting from that vision that can be very uh, bad for somebody who's new coming into the site who might think that all oh, these are a bunch of violent agitators if there's a bunch of posts about violence yeah. and threads about violence then it could give uh, a negative connotation I, well, uh, out well yeah i mean essentially you have you know we're, like we're the point of the forum is to discuss actual things happening in Keene. i mean that is the primary focus to plan of it. for we, things the, happening yeah, even to, if it's just social events but and to build we, you know, relationships between the activists as well it's a very keen centric uh, also, yeah. it's to, uh, to build relationships uh, with you know p- uh, people who live in Keene. There's lots of it's local true. Keene residents that are there, and many of them have a very wry eye as to what uh, the the Keene activists are doing. And um, you know the avocation, the, the allowing of uh, the avocation of violence there, to to some extent, is a small tacit uh, you know 
avocation of violence itself. I also think that we probably, just looking at the incidences we've had or the incidents we've had of uh, people advocating violence or suggesting it on the Free Keen Forum, I think that we will probably be more tolerant and likely to uh, less likely to ban if it's somebody who's actually here in the community. If it's somebody who we're uh, interacting with, uh, mm-hmm. like you know, anarcho Jesse is. sort I think of a little gonna... more worth the effort, I think. Right, exactly. <laughs> these debates have been had. That's the other thing is these debates they get drawn out. They they end up being the top thread on the post because they keep getting bumped because mm-hmm. it's a really hot topic kind of thing. And then really and and that's like. And I don't want like new people. That's the first thing they see is this long debate about whether there should be violence against people. That's not at all the focus of Free Keen. I mean, in a sense, in a sense, it's like I, you know, part of I think um, having a nice uh, as uh, you know, I don't think free speech means anything if it's anything you want to say anywhere uh, on someone else's dime. You know, the, the 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 point is that there are so many choices. I like that there are choices. This is what's great about the free market. Go to another forum and talk about start your own these issues. Yeah, start one yourself. Exactly. Start a heck. Start a free keen or not a free keen. No. Or call it something else. <laughs> but start a keen focused uh, forum to organize people who do want to use violence. But that's do just that. it. Most of the people that are coming in with the violent suggestions are not based in Keen. So the people yeah. that are that you're talking about wouldn't necessarily want to start a Keen-based forum because they don't even live in right. Keen. They're just coming in, bringing in their ideas about violence and how they think it's appropriate. And but, yeah, da-da-da. but if you feel like you're not getting your opportunity to talk about violence and, and make your violent plans, start a forum to do it. There you go. Uh, you know, if there's not so – not that you need to. There are tons of them out there, so – Let's continue. Uh, 603-435-1105. Uh, you are on the air. Who's this? This is Dave in Charlotte. Dave, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I heard you guys talking about violence all night. And uh, I know you're, I wouldn't say in favor, but wouldn't you agree that you would use violence in self-defense? <sighs> I um you know I don't like the term violence for that because yeah. um okay you know, force how about force yeah I, I, I'm trying not to actually I I, I think that we're all that's sort a of personal decision moving into that direction but I can see why it would be that people would use force uh, to reduce harm and I think I'm not sure but I can I can see maybe myself using force in order to prevent harm, prevent further harm. But do you see how you could use force in a loving way and not like dwell on it in a violent way? Well, I'm I'm specifically talking about, you know, somebody breaking into your house and can you can you fuck your shit up, you know, like Right. But can you can you use uh a, 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 can you use force against that person in order to prevent further harm that that person might do and do it in a loving fashion? Is versus retaliation or extracting, you know, uh, retribution. I mean, my 9mm gives out a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I I think this is a complicated answer for me, um, but but it's but I'm really glad you asked it because this is something I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah. And I am I think what it's what it's come down to is I am transitioning away from the mode of thinking in terms of justifications and thinking in terms right. of solutions. And so and I and I abhor violence. I would like there to be less violence in the world. I certainly would Absolutely. like them, someone to not be using violence against me. And I'm sure you you know you hate that you would have to use self defense, but right. you feel like it's necessary. I never, never have had to, and, and right. like you said, I'd hate to have to. So I, I, I don't want to think in terms of justifications, and, the, and a lot of people like to have those nice, clean lines of saying, well, if I'm using it defensively, then that's good violence, and if I'm using it aggressively, then that's bad violence. And I'm like, right. well, that is – as justifications go, that's a pretty good one. That's the NAP. That's the non-aggression principle, right? 
Violence right. is an essential, and I've heard people say that that it's actually good violence. And the mindset of that is that the bad people, quote unquote, the ones who are aggressive, will get weeded out. If you only use violence defensively, then they'll eventually get weeded out because you'll just defend yourself against them at some point with your nine millimeter. They'll die, right. and that'll be one less aggressive person in the world. And if, if the right. world is full of just defensively using violence people, then it'll be a peaceful world. No one will be aggressing against anyone. And so it's it's really – it's a justification system that's really kind of based on a sort of utopia that everyone – you know. but I but I think that uh, – and, and again, as justification systems go, it's a lot better than a lot of other justification systems for violence, like statism. But um, but if you think in terms of solutions, you sort of have to start to acknowledge that anytime there's violence used, even if it seems justified, like like with the nap, it's still likely to encourage more violence because someone like let's say that the that's that's a family member of someone that you killed right. in self defense. Their family's not going to believe that it was self defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to think that you right. aggressed. Come and, back and be yeah. aggressive back towards you, right? So, so I don't want to say don't use violence to defend yourself because I, I, I would feel kind of silly. Like you're going to die if you don't, <laughs> you know. So right. I, I want to say like I don't want to tell you you're immoral because you use violence in self defense. I, I, I would never like proclaim something like that. But I would like to th- stop thinking in terms of justifications and think like, well, what else can I do to avoid violence? What can I do to avoid someone breaking into my home in the first place? What can I do to deter them from doing that? You know, so just stop thinking in terms of justifications and thinking, how can I just reduce the violence? Because if I really want to live in a peaceful world, I need to use violence absolutely as little as possible. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. And I was going to take that to the next level of, okay, if you'd use it in a life-threatening situation, like at what point is the government's aggression life-threatening? I mean, does that make sense? Like, yeah, this is the dangerous. Line? This is a slippery slope of uh, of accepting violence for uh, for defensive purposes, because then you begin the justification process of saying, well, the government is offending against people. The government is using violence. They're just individuals too. I mean, government's just an idea. So these are just individuals that are aggressing against me. So then, therefore, you're already going down that path of of justifying uh, violence against the uh, the people calling themselves the state. So it's one of the reasons right. why I, like Dale, am very uncomfortable with the whole idea of, uh, of using violence for defensive purposes. Uh, and I, I can say that there have been times when I have been aggressed against in my life, and had I actually you know, defended myself, uh, used a gun, for instance, in those situations, I'd have had a, a real mess on my hands, and it would not right. have made things better. You know, well, and you're still alive right now. I mean, now. Now, there's cases where that's not that wouldn't be the case. There are cases that people cl- – um, that people make, and I'm sure there are plenty of them, where they say, I would be dead had I not done it. Uh, and so, you know, I can't question that. Yeah, I can't question that. I'm just like, saying that. You know, but but this this wondering whether the government's going to do this or do that, that's, you know, the, the, the sort of fictitious scenario. And I can tell you that I have spent, and still to, to, to some extent, spend way too much time thinking about, you know, if this happened or that happened. I'll read some news story. I'll imagine I'm in this scenario. I'll pull yeah. out my magic imaginary gun and I'll shoot at the bad copper guys, <laughs> you know, and I'll yell at them. I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll have, uh, you know, rhetoric, freedom rhetoric that I'll yell at them and I'll the dog and she'll run into the other room and um, I've done it I, I've yelled at the Rush Limbaugh on the radio with uh, like a kid in the car who was too young really to understand what I was doing but I scared the child um, right. so I have this reality of like thinking about all of this uh, you know violence against the government 
Oh, there's a dog. Oh, there's a dog. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thinking about all this violence against the government has this real effect of fucking me up, like making yeah. me a violent, upset, mm. uh, angry person. Whereas this fictitious scenario where, um, you know, maybe maybe the government will, maybe I'll have the opportunity to pull my 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 nines like Matrix and jump behind the uh, the the, yeah. the marble uh, columns yeah. while I'm just capping capping fed, wah 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 wah, every one of them, you know, like rippling through the I air and catching some copper right in the bridge of his nose, you know, just each each one of them catching him and taking him out as if this is going to happen. <laughs> like the reality is, I'm gonna be an asshole. The fictitious scenario is that i might be a hero so i don't need that in my life that's what for mm. me that's where it's gone is right. i i've just so upset uh, about a lot of things and and now here in new hampshire where i can see progress towards liberty and that that progress to me is is occurring on a peace in a peaceful way i don't need um i don't need all that other stuff i you know before i had it in my mind because that's all i had and that, well, and that's how you it, end up blowing up a building. Yeah, and and, yeah, and it's I mean, it's an interesting thought game to say, well, okay, where is the line? Are that when they start loading people on the trains? Is that when we start shooting? And you know, you go through these these thought games. Like Mark said, I think he described it really well, actually. But how about when uh, they steal all our fucking money? I mean, <laughs> like there's a, where, where's the, well, they're doing that. They're doing it now. That, right for a lot of people, it's getting close to that point. A lot of people that don't think like liberty-minded, non-violent, non-aggressive people, a lot of people down here in the South are like, you know, the South's going to rise again, we're going to fuck some people up, and, you know, I, I don't hear it from everybody, obviously, but there's those backwoods people, and I'm sure they're up there too, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are aggressive by nature, and they're kind of so closed-minded that they can't think about how it perpetuates the whole well, it's, that's why it's time to leave those folks behind and get people who appreciate peace together uh, so we can have an effect that uh, otherwise wouldn't be possible by getting you know the, the, the people that believe similarly all in the same right. geographic area. And I think that you're right. I mean, the government is stealing from people. It is aggressing against people. But what you have is if you respond to the government stealing by you know shooting up the, uh, the city hall and going in and blasting away at the mayor and the, the city councilors. Or flying a plane into a building. Thing. Or whatever, yeah, whatever. Right into their, that's their element. That's what they're, you know, that, it gives them the excuse to expand their violence. It gives them right. the excuse to get bigger. It, it gives them the excuse to recruit more people. See, see, there are terrorists. See, see? we need yeah. the federal government. See, this is exactly why you need the government to keep you safe. Now, who wants to join up? Sign up. We'll give you a signing <laughs> yeah. bonus. I mean, essentially, you're yeah, playing right, right into their hands. Say, a yeah, they, today. they know how to deal that? with that. If you are a violent, uh, if, when you're violent, they know how to deal with it. When you come at them, boldly doing stuff, not being passive. Do not confuse being peaceful with oh, being I'm, passive. But if you go yeah, at them doing stuff, being active and, and courageous and, and having the courage to do stuff and speak your mind and, and uh, I mean... That's real they courage. They don't know how to deal with that. that that's real courage, right. though, what you're talking about, Dale. Yeah. Whereas the guy that flew the plane in the building, I mean, that took some, you know, some gumption. but way out. It's an easy way Exactly, exactly. He doesn't have to deal with anything tomorrow. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us uh, that are doing various different other tactics 
Greeks and uh, other activism uh, movements, they, we, we're involved. That's real courage because you don't know what the consequences are necessarily going to be, and they could be fairly uh, substantial. But if we get people together, that's when that courage can amplify. If one person, we've seen from uh, examples of civil disobedience the kind of effect that one person can have doing civil disobedience on conversations that uh, that people are having, on the ideas that are put forth. One person can make a big difference. What happens when you've got dozens of people or mo- more than a hundred or a just few hundred? Few that we ha- you said fuck their shit up. You, there's just a few that we've had. We are fucking their shit up. We are already right. starting to fuck their shit up. <laughs> Not with violence. Right. What with, happens right. when, activism. when a hundred people go and get uh, you know some sort of parking ticket and then refuse to uh, to pay the ticket? Mark, this is something you're doing. You got a $5 parking ticket. You're taking that to, uh, to trial. You're making it so they have to, in their system, schedule a trial and go through whatever processes they need to do and spend whatever money that they need to spend to take a parking ticket to trial. What happens when hundreds of people start doing that? What happens when hundreds of people take the peace ticket that I designed recently uh, and put up at freekeenforum.freekeen.com <laughs> and send in the peace Please go see this. <laughs> I love the peace ticket. It's great. <laughs> they gave me a ticket recently for uh, some sort of registration Marks violation because <laughs> I was uh, driving around with a private plate on my car, and they gave me this ticket. And the ticket says that well, if you can, you, you've got three options. You can either uh, you know send us the money, and we'll make this go away. We won't even schedule a trial. Just send us the money. Uh, there's that yeah. option, and then there's an option where you can plead not guilty, and they'll schedule a trial, and then you can plead. Uh, I think no contest. I, I'm not sure what the third option is but you know basically you have to plead and so i don't want to plead in front of these people i'm not going to right. uh, i'm not going to choose one of their three options so i made up my own ticket i called it the uh, the shire society peace ticket and it has uh, several different options on there you can check it basically says that you've been aggressed against by one of their agents and you can check off all the different aggressions that the uh, the agent did and you can write his name in there and the uh, the the ticket number that they originally gave you and so i took that we designed it over at free keen people put their input into it and we've finished it up and put it up there in pdf and d and doc format and i printed one out filled it out and i put folded it up and uh, sent that in with their little envelope to the the Department of Safety. So what happens when uh, tw- 20 people and 200 people start doing it's just little instances of civil disobedience like that? Their system can't handle it. You don't have right. to go to violence. And like you always say, imagine if 5% of the fucking people did that. They wouldn't know what to do. It's fucking fu- A. It's fucking their shit up. That's what <laughs> it's doing. Right. <laughs> hey, one more thing before I go. Yes, sir. Uh I know you guys hate violence, and uh, I'm with you. I've never even been in a fight, but um, that's why I have guns. But uh, my uncle, he's not my uncle, he's my second uncle, lives in Cleveland, uh, was in a convenience store and stabbed a would-be robber, and it's on fucking YouTube. Wow. If you go and search for UBG, the Coventry Crusader, it's a uh, it's a good watch. It's only three minutes, but it's pretty damn funny. Thanks for the recommendation and the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Calls continue to come in at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. As we go to who's this? You're on uh, Free Talk Live Extended Edition. This is Nick San Jose. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just gonna say that I I kind of think that uh, this Austin thing, uh, this guy that flew the plane, obviously you guys know, but um, 
it's kind of drawing a line in the liberty movement, similar to the Ron Paul endorsing incumbents in Texas. There's there's people on each side, and it's drawing a very clear, distinct line. And I, I've already noticed it on Twitter and Facebook, a lot of conversation. But uh, the violence thing, I, I think it's it's really important, um, very similar to the civil rights movement with Martin Luther King. You've got to show this, this distinct contrast between the violence of the state and the people that want to be free of it that aren't violent. And that needs to play on the news every night, you know, and people need to see it. And that needs to cha- that, that'll change, you know, the national mind frame. Because I think that aggressing or, or showing yourself as, you know, you're automatically demonized and you, they've got to be demonized 100%. And yep. the people that want freedom have to be the 100% peaceful ones. Now, Absolutely. in the context of an already free society, I don't think that you can have freedom without means to protect it. I think that there will always be people that are still going to want to control you and willing to aggress. And so you've got to have, have means to protect it in an already free society. But I think before we get there, we need to kind of have a same, the same stance as you know, the people in the civil rights. that They were on the news every night of people being beaten who were completely – you know, peaceful. Yes. So, yep. You've got to take the high ground. You've got it. Absolutely right. You've got to make it crystal clear who the violent ones are and who the peaceful ones are. And anybody that comes into this movement and tries to murky that up with their suggestions of violence needs to be talked to. They need to be taken aside. They need to have a conversation had with them. And if they continue to, uh, to be advocates for violence, even quietly, even personally, you know, even if they're not posting it publicly on a forum, if they continue to be advocates for violence, that's when they need to be ostracized at that point, as far as I'm concerned. That's how it needs to be, to be handled. Yeah, I agree. And I think ostracism is the best, best form, obviously, and public ostracism even more. And I think that we can ostracize this guy, even though he already has perished, in, in, in a way and kind of at least, you know, try to get some of the dignity back in our movement, because I think it's, it's really bad, and I, I just hate that it's I think that most of the news, the news um, stuff that I saw, they were reading specific lines from his manifesto. And I think the one that I heard multiple times was, uh, who says people never die for freedom anymore, or something like that in his mm-hmm. manifesto. It's just, it's just, I just could hate that, you know? Yep, that's so, you know, they they poison this they poison the movement and they're not doing it intentionally. They're doing it out of emotion. They're doing it because they feel like that's all they have. They feel like that's the the appropriate response, you know, to fight fire with fire and I don't blame them for that. That's where they are. That's where I was once and when you're alone, when you feel as though you've been backed into a corner, you back a wild animal into a corner and you're not going to like the results typically as to what that mm-hmm. wild animal do at that point and human beings are animals and and so when they're backed into, they feel like they're backed into a corner, they've got taxes over here, regulations over here, people being thrown in jail cells, cops murdering people. I mean, it's, it can be very overwhelming. And you could just say to yourself, my gosh, I've got to get out of this. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you see that you're on the boat. You're on the, like the system is crashing. You're on the Titanic. It's sinking. And, you know, in, in that no sense way of helplessness, you're right. like, OK, uh, I'm going to take someone out with me, damn it, if I'm going down. You know, and, <laughs> that's and sort of the attitude. It's got to be. It's very common. In, in this movement, and I don't blame them because it feels hopeless in most places in this country. 
There's nobody around that that empathizes with you. You, you. Everywhere you turn, you're surrounded by statism. You're surrounded by people that have been so thoroughly indoctrinated. It can be so frustrating when you try to talk about freedom and they laugh at you or or make fun of you or jeer at you in, in some way. And it's but just Ian, Obama's going to pull us out of this death spiral. <laughs> I don't know why you're so you – what's the sense of hopelessness coming from? This is just why because I there's think... trillions and trillions of dollars in debt and the money supply is being inflated at massive rates. And we have Ooh, he's just, have a, just because we have military bases – and over, you know, countries all over the world, and and we're inspiring terrorism everywhere. And I don't, I don't know blame why him. you would be. So. I don't <laughs> blame him for feeling that way because it's uh, it does feel hopeless if you aren't around other people who have your same belief system to uh, to reinforce you. I remember when I was in network marketing many 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 years ago. Uh, th- that was what they would talk about is how you uh, you they want you to come to the weekly meetings so you can get a recharge, you know, because you've spent your whole week trying to sell these uh, products to people and been getting no after no after no after no. So the idea is you get around other people who are in the same business and. They they, uh, you know, they kind of pump each other up so they can go uh, at another week and get a whole bunch of no's and, you know, hopefully try to keep people in the business spending money on the products for themselves so they can the people the distributors keep making money. Anyway, network marketing is a whole other point, but that was the concept there was that you get around other people of a like mind to uh, to reinforce your belief system and, and around here we already all believe what we believe the people that are frustrated and angry and feeling violent have very strong belief systems too so we don't have to reinforce our belief system so much about the ideas as much as we have to uh i think reinforce the uh the positive side of things the idea that there is hope for this belief system that that, that uh, liberty can happen and the only place i've ever heard of that there's any hope is right here in new hampshire as part of the free state project and, and that's the kind of people i want want to reach someone who is receptive to that message as I want to inspire those people to come here. And if someone is so totally uh, depressed and obsessed with violence that that's all they can think of is I want to fly my plane into a building. I don't want to track those people here. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mean, I mean, that that far gone. But I mean, Dale, I. I you know <laughs> I understand where this guy was I totally oh, I do. do too I do and and you know I think that a little bit of time up here immersed in what we've got it will it diffuses that it allows you to unwind from that and I think that um you know I mean a lot of the basic uh, concerns are you know about the free state project sometimes it's the weather sometimes it's family sometimes it's all this other stuff you know if you just come for say pork fest or come for Liberty Forum and you take a look at what it's, you know, the activists here are like, I think you'll get a whole new view on the world. It's a, it's, it's amazing how often it happens. Someone, you know, comes for a visit and in no time they're making, like, rushing yeah, to I've make plans get to move up That's here. what Bill's doing. Uh, one of our more recent visitors, Bill in Kentucky, uh, he posted a very lengthy essay about his visit to Keene and it was the exact thing you're talking about. He came up here. Yeah, you know, I wanted to check things out, and then he was blown away by. Uh, he by had his just experience. bought some property in Kentucky. Was oh, that uh, right? Yeah, and, and so I mean, you know, he had every reason in the world to say, "Yeah, I just don't. It's too cold. Uh, right. You know, I can't do it." What, whatever the reason was that he came up with his own mind. He's moving he in the winter time now. Bought property. Yeah. A, a similar story for me. I, I I came up for Pork Fest, my first night in New Hampshire. Like I went out to dinner with some with some people with some locals. Uh, some one guy was a was a was a signer was a signer as well. I hadn't moved yet, but had been coming to Porkfest already and was really into it. And uh, my first night just hanging out with them, I was already making plans to like get a room and come up and stay for a while. And I was it was like a month and a half, two months. I was I was up here, and I had just moved back to my hometown of Atlanta after living in L.A. for eight years, thinking, okay, I'm going to check out home for a while first. 
there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I mean, it's it really is an amazing experience, and it has been life-changing for me. It's been fantastic. Uh, let's continue here. 603-435-1105. By the way, the numbers uh, on the Free State Project website, we've been kind of tracking them here this week as uh, they get closer, inch closer and closer to 10,000. Currently at 9,926, so we're now 74 away from reaching the 10,000 mark and going over the hill on the right. way down to 20,000. Let's talk to this person. Who's this? Hey, Ian, Mark, and Dale. It's Todd from Michigan. What's on your mind tonight, Todd? Well, uh, I apologize for uh, um, um, leaving the air earlier because I was not feeling so great. But no, You never made it to the air, Todd. You hung up. You guys. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So basically this guy that crashed this plane, his plane into the IRS um, office building in Austin, and I will say I blogged about it today. And I have to say, I am literally disgusted with what this guy did. I understand where he's coming from. And, and don't get me wrong, I share his frustration. I, I share his frustration of what the state is doing. But having said that, this is the big concern I have. Now that, you know, the, the state's supposedly investigating this whole thing, um, well, my concern is that this could very well be used as an excuse to say, "Well, see these these um, these anti um, um, Obama groups, these anti uh, state, um, um, government groups. They're they're going to go out and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to attack us. They're going to do this, and and they're going to whip up a lot of hysteria like they did after nine eleven. And incidentally, I don't know if anybody caught this, but Obama." And his crew are now saying, well, this was a, not an act of terrorism. Yeah. It was just a criminal act. I th- didn't you say, Mark, that it was a conservative talk show host that was saying, saying I, that I also? I heard that too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so but all the statists are saying that. Yeah, they're all saying that. But this is interesting considering that immediately after 9-11, the tone was, oh, it was an act of terrorism, not a criminal act. Well, because this guy supposedly didn't have any connections with – any terrorist groups or anything like that, all that just makes it all the difference in the world. So, you know, I'm thinking this guy, this guy, you know, having, uh, killing his, his family in a fire, by the way, he killed his family too. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's one part that the media is actually. That's horrifying. How awful. Yeah. He really is fucking mad. uh, This guy, oh, he is fucking crazy. I mean, uh, he just went when schizo. This guy, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what, exactly how long this had been going on for him, but he is just out of his mind. I mean, he was just this guy really had um, found some kind of an excuse to just basically go postal on the IRS, and he thought, okay, well. If the government's going to go down, if they're going to take me down, then I'm going to take them down with me before they get to me. So uh, yep. it, it's just it's just a, a, a total mess. I mean, and I think know, that um, he's right in his prediction. However, I mean, he may be crazy, but I think there's a lot that he said in his uh, manifesto that still makes sense. Which uh, I also blogged about, by the way. I, I posted the entire manifesto. If anybody, uh, I, I'm sure you're not the only one who uh, who's done that. But it's popping up uh, all over the place. And well, not only that, I also have a picture of the guy on the blog. So okay. this is very yeah, good, Todd. He's 
Thanks. Yeah, Thank um, you so much for the yeah. call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. And uh, wow, I had not heard the thing about the family. It's not mentioned prominently in the stories that I've uh, that I've seen so far, but I'll take I'll take Todd's word for that. All right, 603-435-1105. Guys, uh, any further comments on this situation? I'm sure we're going to be talking about it more over time as the government people decide in what way they're going to crack down on freedom uh, as a result of this. Well, it ain't going to be good for planes, I can tell you that. Yep. Uh, Was this his plane? One thought I had on this was, uh, I was wondering about that. This guy actually was one of the people who managed to get a plane. And I wonder how many people are as upset as this guy just don't have a plane. <laughs> Do you ever wonder that? Like, yes. this is like, like, what are the odds that someone gets this upset and has a plane? <laughs> uh, Todd may be wrong. MyFoxAustin.com said firefighters reported the entire house was on fire, including the fence when they arrived on the scene. Neighbors said they heard a loud explosion in the house Thursday morning right before it became engulfed in flames. MyFoxAustin.com reported that a 12-year-old girl and a woman were rescued by a neighbor from the $236,000 home. Station reported the girl is believed to be Stack's stepdaughter. Other media report these individuals may have alerted authorities to Stack's actions. So I don't see that his uh, his family died in the in the fire. But it, you know, perhaps he did intend to do that, or uh, they were certainly. There were some people involved rescued, in that fire. Then yeah. It sounds like he intended. I mean, if he really didn't intend to, he would have told him to get out or something, or may gave him a, give him some excuse to not be there. So there you go. We'll uh, keep our eyes on uh, what happens here over time as uh, as a result of this. But I think that as things continue to get worse, it will become even more important for people to, if they can, move up your plans. I mean, if there's if you don't have anything going on right now that nothing holding you back from moving to New Hampshire and life is sucking where you are, get up here. What's holding you back? I mean, there was one guy that said that he was going to move up here because he was homeless in New York. It's like, hey, better to be homeless in New Hampshire than to be homeless in New York. You got nothing to lose at this point. Come on up. I know I recommend having an nest egg. I recommend having some uh, some cash, but I, I wouldn't. It'd be a lie for me to say that people haven't made it work. People have made it work just coming up here on a whim and just throwing caution to the wind and, and coming up. I don't recommend it. Yeah, that's I, not our way of doing things generally. I, I don't think that's a safe uh, way and, to do things. But Yeah, there's, there's, sometimes it feels like more people are doing that than we can like accommodate. Right. <laughs> there's and a fair gonna, number of people that are like, well, my life is shit right now, so I'm what the hell, I'll go to New Hampshire. <laughs> I don't blame them for doing I that. I can't I either. Think... I mean, I guess if your life is shit where you are, it might be less shitty up here. It's, I think that's logical to make it, that it, statement. It but... is logical. I mean, it'll be nice here, but I still think it's... Uh, people are wary you know, about handouts around if, here because there have been some instances well, where we're people We're going to get have... tapped out if it, keeps, if it keeps up at a certain pace. It's just going to be only so much... Uh, you know, couch space. Eventually, it gets it, where you well, you're welcome pretty fast on a couch. So make sure you have plans to get off it pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I would just recommend that to people. And then the thing is that I think it's just um, if you are in a stable situation where you are, I would try to raise a little bit of money, and so you have some cash, and maybe can rent a cheap room and be looking for a job and stuff like that. All right, so if you want to uh, come on up here, go to freestateproject.org. Get on board. Be one of the first 10,000 signers over at freestateproject.org. There's not much more time that you'll be able to get into that first 10,000. And, of course, uh, there's a great forums, forum.nhfree.com, forum.freekeen.com, where you can learn more about moving up here and interact with uh, the folks here. Of course, it's always a good idea 
to uh, you know to get to know people online before you meet them in person. Come up for the Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Use the code FTL to save 10%. Get registered for that. I am so excited to, even though I'm only going to be there for part of the forum because I have to go to New York City for a talk radio convention, I'm still really excited to be there for whatever portion I'll be able to experience because it's, it's really a great event. And of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up this summertime, which was an absolute blast last year. All of this are great reasons to come up here. Liberty Forum, Pork Fest, great excuses to come up, see New Hampshire, and most importantly, meet the people who are going to make this happen. The people who are making it possible to achieve liberty in our lifetime. The more people that we can get active, the sooner here in New Hampshire, the better off we're all going to be. The more people get active, the more the news spreads, you know, the more people come here. I, I agree with that, but I don't do – you, do, imagine – I just don't think we need any more people, honestly. What? I don't think we need them. Oh, I do. Uh, I'll you take them. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I think We've only got a couple dozen project, here in Keene. I think that the Free State Pro- – I, I, I think you need more for uh, massive civil disobedience, but I'm seeing results from the uh, political side that I, uh, that I find to be very uh, – encouraging i think that uh, i think that you're going to see a rolling back of the government just with the amount of people that are on site maybe i'm well, wrong i wouldn't uh, maybe encourage I'm people to not come here i would not, say get did here. i say that no, no, no I, I agree with, I I agree that? with mark that i not not about politics specifically but i agree with mark that i see results already with what we have and and i um i mean i do want things to keep going but I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm probably less obsessed when, than than most people with just sheer numbers and like signups. And also, signups to me don't mean anything Movers compared mean to people who are moving. Who just right. go ahead and move. I mean, we need people. We're doing who... stuff already. Why are you waiting until we hit twenty thousand? And, yeah, it's, don't and wait. it's already fun and promising, and and uh, it's just a great place to live. So right. I mean, we've seen in the last. Uh, you've been here in Keene for over a year now, Dale, and uh, just yeah. in the last year, I mean, what kind of changes have you seen? Wow. I mean, it's I see, I mean, like we're well known in the community now and we're getting more and more people that are associating us in a positive light in the community. I see po- police talking to us. Uh, we're, we're, we're having regular discussions with a policeman online who under, who is more and more understanding our point of view. Right. I, I Shane Maxfield just registered yeah. for the free, free keen forum recently. And uh, he's yeah, a I've seen lieutenant. progress in court cases where people have challenged tickets and challenged, um, and things, and I've seen like ma- major events happening all the time. Lots and social of events, events wise, it's it's expanded from just a Sunday event to now karaoke on Saturday nights. Uh, there's sometimes Wednesday nights. There's Tuesdays night for on movie Tuesdays. night. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's already becoming a lot to do uh, as far as socializing and getting to know one another. And some people there's will some complain. Growing that, agorism, it's just starting, just getting started, but that seems to be a growing thing. What we could really use um, is, uh, and, and I understand that these folks are gonna, it's gonna take time to get these folks here, but you know, the business owners, the people with capital, uh, th- there's a real dearth of that kind of thing here because the folks that have been able to be early movers for the most part have been single males or couples that uh, you know don't have a lot of attachments, they don't have a lot of strings holding them down where they and a lot are, of, and a lot of more like I want a job where I can, uh, you know, be be paid in silver or maybe cash yeah we're not there yet and i'm like yeah you're gonna have to work for uh this is ground floor first (laughs) this is is a ground floor opportunity and that's what's so exciting about it you know we we're here in keen uh and there are twenty five thousand people here even for people that are in the political uh spectrum the people that are interested in doing politics you can make a far bigger splash here in cheshire county doing politics than you can in more populated uh zones i mean i I try to be honest about that and and you're right like i like someone was talking about politics Locally, who you were there, I think, uh, when we had someone visit, and he was more interested in politics, and he stopped by Keene. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, uh, Keene is not as known for political activism, which is true. 
And I said, uh, I said, what I would say is, you, is you would be a big fish in a small pond here. It's so true. If you do politics, versus that you go up to Concord, you'll probably have a lot more just broader support for it, and there's a lot more potential to get involved in a lot of different things. Um, but we then need you're it not, all. Then you're not as big a fish in a, I, in a small. I think it's, in still, more, it's still not bad though. In the more populated areas, it's less of a big deal if you are a, um, if if you're a, um, you know, New Hampshireite, if you're from here. Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like when you're talking about s- the smaller towns and Keene's verge verges on a small, somewhere between a small, uh, a large town and a small city. Yeah. And, um, it, it seems to matter where you're from in more of the, 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 the provincial areas. Um, you know, I was just, I was just, uh, with a friend who's doing politics and, you know, he was, uh, talking to some locals and one of the first things that they all, they just, they began talking in their accents to each other mm-hmm. where it's, it, it gets difficult to understand them. And, um, uh, you know, they're talking about they they have this system for telling who's who. Oh, well, you know, this person, that person, this person, that person. Oh, he's related. To da, 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 da. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and, and so they they're able about to the accents the, you're talking the check about. validity when they well, yeah. no when they when the country um, New Hampshireites start talking, they mm. it's tough. It, it's. They get to go in a little fast, and it's not so easy. So I heard a great story today. You were talking oh. about Dale, how uh, people in this community are starting to, you know, pay attention, and they're they're knowing, they're getting to know uh, the keen, the free keeners, and that kind of thing. And there's sometimes there's just these stories that'll pop up, and they're just great uh, anecdotes. So case study for what take it for what it's worth. Julia has been uh, in the process of purchasing a car. She got into a car accident. She's okay, but she, she car was totaled. And uh, so she has to get a new car. So she's going through the process. Uh, she's in a rush, so she had to go to a dealer. It's usually not a good idea to be in a rush when you buy a car, but sometimes you're in that situation, right? She went to a dealer. She's at the dealer. She's filling out the paperwork. She writes down her email address, and she used a free keen uh, email address. And the guy, the salesman, looks at the address, and he makes some sort of comment like, and I don't know exactly what he said because she's telling the story and I'm paraphrasing it now. But essentially his comment was that uh, he was familiar and he liked what was going on. His son apparently had been coming out to the 420 celebrations, which he really likes. And the the, the dad liked that his son <laughs> was coming out to the freaking, you know, mm-hmm. oriented uh, 420 celebrations. And it was just one of those unexpected moments where just because he happened to see freekeen.com, he made a comment, a very positive comment about some of the things that were going on. Of course, he's selling a car, too. You don't make okay, negative, but I don't, don't think you're going to lie about your son liking your son smoking pot in Central Square to, uh, to sell a car. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I had. He's someone, already sold it at that. I point. was on I my way. I like people uh, more when I'm selling them. Things. I had just parked and uh, I, I parked a little bit outside the square where parking is free. It's not a bad walk at all. It's just a very short, just a couple blocks. I parked out there and I'm walking by. I'm walking down the sidewalk past some stores and things on the way to the central square for the 420 celebrations. I had a guy run up to the door and stop. He said, "Are you going to the 420 celebration?" I'm like, "Um, yeah. How'd you know that?" Run up to you your know? car door? No, no. His door. Oh. He was working at the laundromat. I see. And he ran up to the door and said, I wanted to go. If I wasn't working, I'd be there, too. And uh, Neat. I think he saw my walkie-talkie. I hadn't had one of the walkie-talkies on <laughs> me, so he thought uh, maybe that's how he kind of recognized me. Or maybe he just knew me from cool. from being at some <laughs> protest or something. And, Perhaps but he was looked- excited. He's like, yeah. And he's a local. He wasn't a, yep. Yep. He wasn't a mover. And uh, 
It happens quite a bit. I mean, we get a fair amount. I mean, it's, it rarely seems to be that a reaction is lukewarm. It seems to be very positive. The only time <laughs> you get negative. the negative reactions is when you listen to the uh, the radio or you read the newspaper comments. Yeah, that's because, true. Because then yeah. the status, they're not afraid to come out. They can comment anonymously on the newspaper. They love uh, the an- anonymity. Right. And on the radio, when they call the radio shows, uh, it's like... They don't like give their big, names. They don't ever give... The, hardly ever give their names. And it's like a big status love fest. So <laughs> the the show, the, the local talk talkback show on Saturday mornings attracts the status because it's all about worshiping the city and, and uh, you know, holding up the state as this mighty well, so, ent- well, entity. One of the co-hosts is a... Is all, a of the co-hosts, all of the co-hosts. All of them yeah, are usually member. city council members or city bureaucrats of some sort. Well, yeah. um, you know, it's it's funny. That's the one thing. You know, I can always tell you free stater sorts because you give your names when I you heard, call. Yeah, that's what Isn't happened. That when I called weird? One time. Yeah, like they asked we, me if I was the mayor. Apparently, the mayor is Dale as well. <laughs> yeah. like, are you the mayor? I'm like, what? I mean, I I just you just give your name so that they have someone to refer to. Yeah. Like, what are you going to call me when you're talking with me, right? I mean, right. That's what people do on Free Talk Live. You know, they they give their name. Or I do it because I can shamelessly plug freekeen.com. Well, that's why yeah, I, I do it as a, as an accountability issue. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not getting on the radio and just bashing on people, no. and uh, you know, you 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 don't know who I am. I mean, well, you know who I am. Well, plus I needed to know if I was on the air, so I said, uh, "Hi, this is Dale," and I wait for a response. Right. Okay, yes, I'm definitely on the air because I don't know because that's the other thing when you're calling into a radio show, you you don't you it's always there's always a little bit of ambiguity. Wait, are they talking to me or is it sure? You know, what line? I'm in a line presumably to get on. Is it is it me or is it someone else? And so on. So I kind you know it's it's there's several reasons why I go yeah this is Dale, but they made a huge issue out of it like oh you're one of the free staters. From what I can tell, they have two lines active in the uh, the talkback studios. Yeah. So if if someone else is on the air and you're on hold, it's likely you will be the next uh, the yeah. next call. Just I didn't know that. It was my first call. Technical tip. So yeah, we do. Uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff happening up here. You go to calendar.freekeen.com to learn more about that, and go to move.freekeen.com to get 111 plus reasons to move. We're endorsed by uh, Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller, by the way. I mean that's pretty that's pretty big news, right? I think so. I guess we're all tapped out here for tonight, folks. We uh, went an extra hour here. The phone lines are cashed out. And uh, any other thoughts, gents? That's it for me. Or Dale? Uh, no, happy uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday coming up. Ew, really? Twenty-second, <laughs> uh. I think. I'm doing a comic about it. Might oh, good. Be a, might be a full page. Keep an eye open over there at uh, anarchyinyourhead.com. We will see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. We now shortly will return you to your regularly scheduled programming, some of it already in progress. Those of you listening to the Liberty Radio Network will uh, join the Liberty Radio Network show loop at the top of the, uh, the, uh, the, the loop, which will mean that we'll kick things off here with the Onion Radio News. Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric 
electric power plant running quietly in your own home. Whether it's hurricanes, ice storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. When the power goes out, you'll be ready with a solar power generator from Solutions from Science. Go to MySolarBackup.com to request a free information package today. That's MySolarBackup.com. MySolarBackup.com. Or call 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. 